Welcome to Volume 1 of the Shocktober series. On tonight's episode, we'll be covering October 1st to October 6th. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of our Shocktober series, our annual Shocktober series. Are you pumped up? Oh, I am pumped. I'm fucking pumped up. <laughs> I've even learning all the dance moves, like Thriller, to get yourself ready for this, or what? Uh, it's been on repeat. <laughs> uh, non- Actually, uh, fuck, we're already getting off track here, but did you hear for um, that House of Clocks movie that came out, if you saw it in IMAX, they redid Thriller in 3D, and you get to see it on oh, the Oh, that'd screen. be fucking awesome. I kind of want to like go just yeah. to see Thriller in 3D, and then, I mean, the movie looks okay, too, but... Yeah. I was hoping to take our son, but then I was reading up, and it's like, ah, I might be a little too scary it, for him, but... Uh, yeah? I'm kinda, it was, uh, is it Eli Roth that did that? Yeah. Yeah, they got Eli Roth to do like a family Weird. Harry Potter-esque like Halloween film. But yeah, apparently there's like, I don't know if I'm spoiling it, but it's like a witch and like, the kid's parents die and the witch keeps on pretending to be his dead parent. Weird shit. <laughs> That's so kind like, of fucked. Yeah, anyway, a- before I get off track, we do have a special guest <laughs> for showing us for our Shocktoberfest uh, volume one is my buddy uh, Bentley, Adam Bentley. Hey guys, he's back. He's back, and he's going to be contender this year. He's getting like uh, he's in uh, fighting shape. He's been. Uh, this is the first time I'm going to compete. Yeah, this is the first year he's competing. He's been watching movies all year just to build him up for this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Dan didn't show up this year, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, is, is it possible Dan is in there somehow? He's he's got the Adam costume. He's tricking us. This oh, time. maybe. <laughs> Uh, we'll see if uh, we'll see if Adam goes on and on about uh, some uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some Walmart bin. I picks. watched uh, Tears of a Witch the other day. It was terrible, but here's like half hour of why it was terrible. Here's the whole plot synopsis, point by yeah. point. So is he not participating at all? I we hope he might show up once in a while, but yeah. since he's not here, we are definitely going to rip on him. Well, dude, uh, <laughs> he was here. He would get ripped yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why he stopped. And, and it, maybe we're just jerks, and that's yeah. why he stopped showing up. And what about JD? JD, Jimmy Diamond, JD. No, uh, I don't think he he, he says. He's been watching a movie a day, so he might he Maybe might show up for in, one or two. Once in a while, yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, this is a big month for us. We always try to do a lot for it. Uh, last year we tried to do too much and we had a new episode like every three or four days. Like it was ridiculous. This year we're uh, we're toning it down a bit. We did our list episode in the, the first yeah. episode. The preview of Shocktober was kind of our lists, so we're gonna nix those this year. But uh, again, we're gonna have. T- hours of, of content of movies that we've watched so I think that's more exciting anyway oh, yeah. us naming the same 10 movies <laughs> hey you guys ever hear that thing called the Monster Mash you guys heard the song yet <laughs> we, we recommend you cool. play it at your uh, playlist if you're not already um, instead of your late Lady Gaga tune um, I like yeah, how you guys are making fun of yourselves <laughs> That, Listen, you know? Danny's not here. So yeah, like, no. who else are we gonna make fun of? I know. For you're... ten years yeah. we told you what songs and we only know sixteen songs. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I think we did find some kind of hidden gems. Yeah. There, but 
Yeah, I just, I just feel like... like you know, I walked to the zombie. It was actually kind of awesome. I just feel like there's other podcasts that are probably doing a better job finding those hidden mm-hmm. gems for music and stuff. We did the movies and the TV show. I think that's that works better for us. We'll recommend some stuff that we think you should watch. Everything else, you know, find out on your own. <laughs> <laughs> find another podcast that does it better. But, uh, yeah, and anything you guys want to get into, or should we just jump right into uh, what we've been watching? I was actually thinking, is Jack Black the new king of Halloween? If you think about this, he's been in... Um, Ghost Bumps. Ghost Bumps. <laughs> Ghost Bumpers 2. Ghost Bumpers 2. <laughs> the the uh, house with the uh, clocks and the... Uh... Clock house. Yeah, clock house. House with the cocks. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you watched that yet? <laughs> the porn version? Of yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. The house he's with... also in it, though. <laughs> the house with the yeah. cocks. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me, actually. <laughs> So you're yeah. So you're saying he's the king of Halloween? No, I'm just saying he's been in like a lot of like a like a family friendly Halloween movies, especially yeah. this year. I guess he's in I'm, I'm excited about Goosebumps too. I'll be probably talking about it next yeah. episode. I'm Good. gonna take our son to it. I love the first film. I, yeah, you were saying. Have that. you seen the first? No. One? Watch it. I, I I honestly highly recommend. I remember like the trailers. I, I think I actually yeah. This made our. Yeah. I don't need to talk about because it, it was on our last episode. But yeah, the trailers were not great. But I started hearing people talk about it, and uh, yeah, totally. Like, I, even if our son wasn't there, I'd be like, I'm fine watching this by myself. I'd Have you guys watched any of the uh, Haunting Hour, like Arl Sands Haunting Hour? I actually picked up no. one of the movies. It's they did surprisingly movies, good, yeah. like for like a young teen drama. It's yeah, kind of fucking awesome. Yeah, there's definitely you can find some good stuff if you are forced to watch, you know, children yeah. movies. There's some good stuff out there, but um, yeah. Any, anyways, uh, should we just jump into it or sure? Well, let's go down to the rules. Yeah, first. let's let's go over the rules because uh, when I won last year, there was a lot of crying that maybe I cheated, <laughs> even though you know we clearly laid out the rules beforehand. So we're gonna lay them out this time. If you cry this time <laughs> at the end of this year, then you know that's that's just on you. Just before you go to the rules, do you guys have a running count of who's won? I do have it. I think I might have brought up last episode, but this year I didn't want to bring up, you know, a previous podcast. But uh, it is out there. I mean, maybe when we announce the winner, we can... I'm pretty sure it's been you, it. pretty much. No, constantly. you you definitely... I think it's, like, been a mix between you and oh, me. Oh, because we never actually used to count episodes. It used to be just no, movies. No, yeah, exactly. And, and Danny yeah. won one year, didn't he? No, Danny was... Danny had, like, a huge lead last year, and then the last week he fell apart, and the last week me and you <laughs> yeah. both... Uh, did Watch our A game. Last year, though, the numbers were very close, actually. yeah. So, yeah, last year, uh, of course, I was crowned the king of Halloween with a total of... Again, last year we did it. Um, we're going to change up this year. Um, but I think last year we did three 20-minute episodes equaled one point for one movie. Um, I just felt that, you know, if you watch a lot of those older films, they are about an hour long. So when you're watching 22, 25 minutes. But, um, of course, with me winning, Maddie complained about that. So we're going to change this year. Uh, that now it's, that you're no longer watching The Simpsons. <laughs> um, four, four episodes, four 20-minute episodes equal one point, and two 40-minute episodes equal one point. And then if you're combining the two, pretty much about an hour and 20 will equal one movie, one point. Yeah. Um, so I'll just make up for that this year by watching a lot of old Universal Monster yeah. movies and still get the point with an hour. But anyways, last year uh, I ended up winning with 55 points, and I had two 20-minute episodes on the side as well. Holy moly. Maddie came in second place. With um, 54 points and one 40-minute episode, so which equaled the 20. So really, I beat Maddie by one, one point. Movie. That's how close it was last year. And Dan had 54 points as well. So he only lost by Maddie by not having that 40-minute episode, and I beat you guys both by one one movie, oh, one point. Crazy. So that's how close it was. 
Um, this year, I'm not feeling too confident. I, I think my is going to take it. It's been it. a bit of a rough week for you, is what you're saying? So what it is, is you get one point for watching a movie. We're not going to start dividing up movies. Though. If you watch a three-hour movie, that counts as one movie. We're not getting mm-hmm. too crazy. But we wanted to fit in. We never used to do this before, but last year we started it where we wanted to make it that there was some kind of there had to be something worth watching the TV or else no one would watch them. I think there's a lot of good TV Halloween stuff that I wanted to make sure mm. they, they stay a part of our show. So that's why we tried to do this numbers game to try to uh, you know make them count in some ways. So uh, that is the rules. If anyone complains, too bad. If you watch a five, ten minute short, I mean, we'll let that kind of, you know... We'll, we'll figure that out if it comes to that. I mean, I would say, you know, again, yeah. adds up to an hour and 20. So if you want to watch 12 shorts, fine. That will count as a movie, but... Um, they're probably not going to fit in. And I don't think there's too many shorts we're going to be watching. Okay. I'm sure we'll watch one or two. Masters of Horror is an hour. Would that count as a movie? Would that count as a TV show? TV show. But it's an hour. Where like Universal movies are an yeah, hour Yeah, but as it's, well. so, it's a TV series. Okay. Usually what I do is I go by IMDb. Yeah. That will tell you if it's a TV series or a movie. Because there is a situation, we talked about this last year, but mm-hmm. Mr. Boogity is actually only 45 minutes, but it is counted yeah. as a movie. Yeah. Um, so that I, I go by that. I mean... Again, these are going to be like one or two situations. Yeah. I mean, if you lose by it, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I would say go by IMDb first, and if it's a TV episode, then add it up till it gets to an hour and twenty. Is that fair? Do we all agree on that? Yeah, or? it works. I I uh, have a lot of issues with this. <laughs> okay, but th- I'll leave them for next year. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, we'll just, I think like November first, we'll start complaining. <laughs> but uh, the main issue is that I have to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I gotta hang uh, out with us. <laughs> Every week, we need you to call it in from like like a, not even a landline but a cell phone as you're driving through the mountains. I had a great movie at times. <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm dying. <laughs> um, and that was Adam Bentley slowly dying while driving through the hills. <laughs> well, it looks like I can beat him now. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next week. Adam Bentley's ghost joins us for yeah. October Fest. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. We maybe get some ratings in. <laughs> Man, that is actually crazy. Fifty-five, fifty-four. So that's like almost two a day. Insane, right? Yeah. Well, there's like again going back to our previous podcast, Horror and More podcast. We were doing numbers, I think, and that was just including movies. Like there was years where we had sixty. I think my eye of the record, and it was like sixty-seven one year. Oh, there were, were good times, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> back before life got in your way. <laughs> Reminiscing about times we just watched movies. It's not like remember we used to go out, like, yeah. drinking and slaying a bunch of broads. Like now nah, we used to watch a bunch of movies. Those were the glory days. <laughs> I stand by it. But uh, anyways, are we ready to jump into it then? Starting off with October 1st? Yeah, of course. So I'm assuming Maddie has watched like 100 movies, so why don't I w- you start? I watched three on October 1st. So have you heard about the Horror Frankenstein? It's an old Hammer film. Horror Frank? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I should have write down the year, but I guess it's probably like 1972, I think, around there. Uh, you talk about it, I'll figure it out. Okay. So in this movie, it pretty much is this uh, really smug Frankenstein. It just shows him building his monster. But the thing is, he is smarter than everyone else, but you hate him for it. He's one of them guys, like, he's in class, and the fr- teacher's like, well, I believe this. And he actually corrects a teacher, and the teacher's all like, ah, oh, you fucking jerk. <laughs> it's from 1970, by 70? the way. 70? Yeah. So what I loved and hate about this movie was how smug Frankenstein is. Like, you want to hate him, but you kind of like him in the same way. And he has no remorse whatsoever. He's almost like a sociopath. Well, I think Frankenstein has always kind of been like that. He's always kind of been a little bit He was a bit charming, though, wasn't he? Like, um, It depends what adaptation, yeah. but I think a lot of him, he is kind of smug. I know this guy has no charm whatsoever. He is just a smug asshole, but... 
this is I a, like it. This is one of the sequels to the Hammer series, yeah. And mm-hmm. Peter Cushing uh, did the the first couple. He played in the first couple. I think by this time he had left. But I haven't seen this one. But I know the first. So many are are really fantastic with Peter mm-hmm. Cushing. I'd say they're they're up there with the best of this the one, movies. It was okay. Again, just like any horror movie, it had atmosphere up the ass. It was like yeah. awesome, but it it didn't really bring anything new to the uh, story, okay. other than like almost a arrogant Dr. Frankenstein, I guess. He's like, uh, I guess his dad was sleeping with like the housemaid and as he's younger, he's trying to get some, but she's like, no, get out of here, you little kid. As he comes back, he's like, I guess my father's things are still here. I'll be taking his bedroom and perhaps his bed warmer. And he kind of gives her a wink. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're like All my right. man. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I got to give this movie 5.5, pretty much just for atmosphere, but didn't bring anything new. 5.5 like, what? Pumpkins. There we 5. go. 5.5 pumpkins. Sorry, Ooh. guys. <laughs> Maddie almost started this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this episode yeah, off on a, yeah. on a bad start. The bad pumpkin. But Frankenstein monsters look kind of cool. You just look like a giant hulking wrestler. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Well, I, I, again, I haven't seen this one, but I, I agree that usually even bad hammer films always have a great atmosphere. That's mm-hmm. one thing they nailed, like with the sets and the, the smoke and the, yeah, oh yeah. the, the fog castle, and the, the spider webs and all that. And they had, like, even the laboratory looked really badass, too. Yeah. Cool. I'll jump in. Uh, I was actually planning on staying home on the first and watching a bunch of horror films to get a good lead on you guys, but uh, our, our son ended up being sick, so I ended up having to take care of him. Can I brush in? Actually, the first is my anniversary, so uh, this is what I did <laughs> on my, uh, my wedding anniversary, <laughs> by the way. You're a better man than me, Maddie, a better man than me. But uh, our son was cuddled up on me, so I couldn't really get up, so I threw on something on Netflix uh, just because I, I was stuck there. I watched um, a movie I've been wanting to see, actually. I wanted to watch it last year, and I think it came, I think Netflix got it just after Halloween or something weird like that which is how Netflix works they get the Halloween movies November yeah. they've already got all the Christmas movies on now but um, Boys in the Trees from 2016 have you okay. guys heard of this? I don't know if I have that's one that takes place on Halloween right? it's not a horror film but it's a coming of age movie that takes place on Halloween um, it's an Australian film I believe can you do the rest one with an accent? it's <laughs> Australia <laughs> they put another pro- <laughs> put another candy in my no, that's English. Is that English? I don't even know what that is. Put another candy in my jack-o'-lantern, mate. Um, okay, see you later, Australian fans. <laughs> we appreciated your listen for the first 41 episodes. But um, no, it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, it opens up. There's this lead. He's like the cool kid. Uh, he's hanging out with like the other shit disturbers of the town who are just there to skateboard and, and cause trouble. Um, they're skateboarding. They accidentally hitting to like the nerdy kid, and he just punches him out for just for hitting like walking into him when he's skateboarding um and you you learn that this cool kid used to hang out with the nerdy kid and then as he got older what sometimes happened you kind of forget about your past and you get stuck in that crowd um but he's at the kind of this turning point in his life where he's applying to an art school in new york or photography school and his friends find out about that and they rip on him and he throws the application in the garbage can because you know that's not cool to go to photography school but yeah he's at this turning point in his life and you know there's this girl there he's kind of interested in um they're on halloween night and they're just telling they're just hanging out on a fire and smoking and drinking and whatever you do um, but anyways he takes off and runs into his old buddy and his old friend falls and he has a concussion he's like oh you got to take me home or else she'll be responsible if something happens to me and they decide I guess when they're kids they used to play this game I forget what the game's called but pretty much you have to just, you can't chicken out so if you're like I'm going through this haunted path you have to follow and if you if you don't then you're, you're oh, chicken shit it's called peer pressure I know yeah. that game <laughs> But yeah, so he's going to walk him home, and as they're walking home, they stop at different kind of creepy par- moments and tell these um, 
uh, these ghost stories that are kind of they're, f- they're full, full of all these like allegories that relate to their uh, relationship, I guess, um, and kind of like showing what a terrible person that the, the kid has become. Um, and you get all this like regret and all this stuff. So he's kind of realizing what a dick he's become and like what you know what it could have been if he stayed friends with this kid. Um, I don't want to get too much into that. Uh, it all it all relates back, and there there's um there's there's a horror element there. Uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything, but. It's pretty obvious when you see it. Like, what, does Nerdstrom like uh, end up like building a monster to kill him or no? No, no. In the first ten minutes, you see the the, the nerd kid. He's kind of hopping along. You find out that his mom died a year ago, and he's yeah. like drinking and he's hopping along the the water. So you can kind of uh, find out from the, t- the first ten minutes what all this is gonna yeah. what all this is gonna mean. Um, but anyways, it's kind of cool because it it actually is this really good kind of emotional. It hits you on all those nostalgic levels um, as you're following these kids. The ghost stories they tell are kind of cool. And yeah, it's just a very, very beautiful looking film. Like it's it's one of those like indie kind of more art house yeah. coming of age tales and than a horror film for sure. But um, it's it's a beautiful looking film and touching. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. it kind of ha- it's kind of like an indie art house for live action version of the Halloween Tree. Oh, awesome! Um, the cartoon that we keep on um, raving about every year. So I I would definitely recommend watching it. Um, even if, again, it is kind of predictable. And it gets kind of dark, too. When you find out why these kids are no longer friends, it's like, ooh, I didn't expect that. Huh. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, shit. Good. Uh, seven and a half pumpkins out of 10. It's, uh, yeah, it's just full of all kinds of Is it something my wife would enjoy or no? I think so. Again, yeah, it's a coming-of-age tale yeah, so that it's not happens like, to be uh, on Halloween. Oh, perfect. And again, the stories they tell aren't like, that yeah. scary it's like, and they found his disembodied head <laughs> no that's it there's not even like they're, they're barely even yeah. those are kind of borderline horror um like one one story i can say so the question i gotta ask adam are we counting this or no what takes place in, <laughs> <laughs> takes place in <laughs> halloween <laughs> yeah actually we, we didn't mention that it doesn't yeah. have to be a halloween yeah. or horror film but it has to if it's not a horror film it has to be halloween related yeah. so but um yeah like one of the stories is the bullies of the school they're chasing him and he's relating to he's the prey and they're the werewolves kind of thing mm. Um, so like all the stories come back yeah. and it all kind of connects, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, even though again, it is. No, I think I'm going to add this to my list. I yeah, think, I, I, I think it. I could definitely see Adam, you enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie, I don't know how you are in like these kind of indie art house films, but like, again, it, it's like, I don't know the budget. Does I don't know how many... Andrew WK or Henry Rollins make an appearance? No, <laughs> not interested. <laughs> I don't know the budget on this film, but like, if this is a first-time director and a low budget, like it's fucking fantastic. Like, there's yep. a scene in the end, they're climbing this tree, and it's yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say it, but uh, when you see it, you know what I'm talking about. It's okay. a beautiful and cool score too. And yeah, uh, really, really, really good uh, like coming of age list. movie. Yeah. All right. I, I saw one film uh, on October first. It is uh, 2018's Winchester. Oh, shit. I'm going to watch this, but I haven't yet. It's yeah, how was, I've, heard terrible, I've heard terrible, terrible things, things. It's pretty bad. Yeah, okay. Um, so there is redeeming qualities to it, though. So it's basically kind of a haunted house story. That aspect is great. The house, so it's it's this doctor that's brought to this house, the woman that owns the Winchester Rifle Company, and she they're trying to take control of the company away from her because she just keeps building this house she tears down a room builds a new room builds a new greenhouse takes it down and what you find out is she's building these rooms for this isn't really giving anything away they the ghosts the ghosts 
that have been killed by the Winchester, the, the Winchester rifles or firearms of any, any is, sort. Is that the gun that won the West? I, it's probably one of them, yeah. And um, the house is this labyrinth of weird corridors. Like stairways that go up to nowhere and yeah. stuff, right? And, yeah, it's, yeah, it's super cool and there is great atmosphere there, but the actual ghosts and story is pretty hard to get through. Yeah. And how's uh, Helen Mirren in this? Helen Mirren's fine, but she's not exceptional in this either. Yeah. It's not like you're like, oh my God, I'm watching one of the like greatest Nicole actors. Like Kidman and the others. Kind no, of the not at all. And she's just serviceable. And a bunch of the other acting's pretty bad. So Who else is in this? Jason Clark, who's in a, uh, you'll recognize yeah. him, he's in a lot of different movies. And that's basically it. And there's some stupid CGI. Is there? It's really unfortunate. This is one I was so excited, excited about. Probably yeah. would have been, I don't know if I made my top 10 horror I was yeah. ex- most excited about. But it had two things going for it. Um, I don't know if it's based on it, but I thought it was roughly based on, they did a comic called House of Penance, which I talked about on one yeah. of our episodes, a uh, graphic novel. And that was fantastic. And I think everyone was excited that this was going to be a movie adaptation of that. And then it wasn't. So that was disappointment number one. And then number two, this is from the uh, this Spirig Brothers. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, uh, like I just watched the, their film Predestination, which was fantastic. Um, I'll talk about it in a future episode when we're no longer doing um, Shocktober. And they also did Daybreakers. Like they're these guys. They did The Undead. They're these brothers that do like they take budget and they like they shoot. They do the CGI effects, the score. They do everything. And none of their films are perfect, but they they always have really cool ideas. Yeah. And they yeah, the one brother all their films the kind of stand out. Yeah, all their films usually yeah, Daybreakers was awesome. Yeah, Daybreakers, Predestination, Undead. I haven't seen actually. I own that. I should watch it. But they've done like four or five films, and they've all been at least worth a watch. So then when I heard they did this, and then they, it looks like they've kind of fallen apart because they did this, and then the same or last year they did Jigsaw, which again Jigsaw I think was a work for hire. They didn't do anything else side because like, they usually yeah. write their own scripts too I think Jigsaw they literally came in and directed it they didn't do the music yeah. the, the effects or anything and it sounds like and then they took on this film so I don't know what's going on with them I think they need to go back to their, their roots like there, there's a lot of great ideas in this film it just feels so slapped together yeah. like the scenes have no flow much like the house that Winchester built yes. just slapped together <laughs> it doesn't it, go anywhere stairways go up to nothing <laughs> it's not satisfying in, in any respect so I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it five pumpkins out of ten. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to still watch it out of curiosity. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I need to see it for our best of the year list anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that's pretty much what I've heard. I, I don't think I've heard anyone raving about it, which is unfortunate because what a cool story. And, yeah. You know, there, there's so much potential there. I, I've known about this whole Winchester story going back to, I think, uh, History Channel did a documentary. I think like, Unsolved Mysteries did Or too. Unsolved Mysteries yeah, as well. Yeah, an incredible yeah. premise. Mm-hmm that just turns into just such a, a normal kind yeah. of jump scare-esque yeah. movie. Ah, it stinks. Well, speaking of, uh, well, I really got no segue here. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of stairways that lead nowhere, <laughs> I have you guys seen The Night Stalker? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the first movie that introduced the world to Kolchak, one of this like uh, yeah. scrappy reporter. Darren Kolchak. He is so lovable in oh, this he's movie. Awesome. And he's almost, almost like the precursor to X-Files. There is a gentleman going around like draining young ladies of blood in Vegas, and they all think, "Oh, it's just some crazy murderer." Don't worry about it. He's like, "What if it is a vampire?" And he actually goes and makes sure he does all these reporting, goes to the coroner, and 
he was just chasing a vampire through the streets of Vegas without the cops believing him and him trying to like tell the cops like guys you got to listen to me tell the public figure this out and he is so lovable as his character like Kolchak. Oh, yeah. I love this movie. I actually just picked up the the Blu-ray of this film and the sequel, The Night Strangler. So nice. I'll be talking about them next week. Yeah, The Night Strangler. I'm probably going to watch this week. It is, it's awesome. They're fantastic. Man. Very like atmospheric films. Mm. This was their TV films. This came out in their seventy. What is it? Yeah, I think 70? it was like seventy three. But it, I think when it came out, it was like the biggest TV film of all time yeah. or something. It, and then it got the sequel, and then it eventually got a, a TV series that only lasted one season, unfortunately. But yeah, this was like you said the. Precursor. Yeah, he's going around. He's like drinking beers. He's like betting young, like uh, Vegas showgirls, and he knows everyone in town. Yeah, oh, he's awesome, man. <laughs> I love this character. Yeah, he's it, it's Darren McGavin, the yeah. father of, from Christmas Story and oh, many yeah. other things. Mm-hmm. He's he's great. Yeah, it's cool. I got to give it eight eight pumpkins out of ten. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sure mine. Will I think be. you'll love it. I think mine will be up there as well. When I, I remember again, I haven't seen it in years. But I remember I've been waiting for this Blu-ray. It's like th- this; these were like two of the films because we're like ten years into the Blu-ray format now, mm. and there's like you know a handful of films that I'm just been waiting so long to get Blu-rays, and these were both two of them. So I'm, I'm excited. That if I start watching a cold check the series, would that count or no? I guess so. Eh? It would count as episodes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I might do that this October. Yeah, there, there's there's some good ones in there. I, I never finished it, but I I need to go back and finish it. But mm-hmm. same thing, like every episode, one episode's a werewolf. One episode's like it's the yeah. X Files <laughs> before the X Files. Um, I watched a, a movie from 1953. One I've been really excited about. I actually picked this up months ago, but I was holding out to watch it for uh, Shocktober called The Maze. Um, Is it about corn? No, from uh. did I say from 1953? Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, The Maze from 1953. Um, Really cool setup. Um, this woman, she's uh, her fiance leaves. I guess his his uncle's sick, so he's like, "I got to go to the house. I'll, I'll message you. I'll be probably back in a, a week or two. He doesn't come back. Instead, she gets a letter saying that you know he's breaking off their engagement. Um, you know, blah 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 blah. And she's like, "No, I'm not having any of this. Like, let's. I'll go there and, and try to." Talks some sense when something's happened. Like, why would he mm-hmm. all of a sudden break off this engagement? Uh, she takes along her aunt with her, and she gets at the house, and uh, her fiance is all like, he's all aged, and he's like angry, and he, he's not the same man. And he's like, no, you guys got to go, get out of here. And she's like, no, we'll stay the night, we'll, we'll leave in the morning. Um, but then, you know, her aunt is kind of getting sick, so she's like, oh, we can use this as an excuse to stay. But anyways, at night while she's sleeping, she hears something, and she finds this hidden pathway in the castle, and she looks in the maze, and there's something roaming through the maze. You see the light. Some kind of, Someone's walking through the, the like hedge maze Hedge maze in the middle of the night. Um, so great setup. This movie was done in 3D. I really wish I had a 3D TV. You can tell there's like, you know, they, there's like a first person view of going through the maze, and the gate opens up. And there's a scene there in the bar, and they're swinging dancers, and they're all doing all these moves towards the screen and stuff but you also find out I didn't mention that uh, the maid had died previously she she died of fright they mentioned like she went into the maze and and died of fright so awesome setup I'm loving this movie I'm like this is so cool and um, yeah unfortunately the payoff is not just bad like it's like laughably Uh, bad what is actually going on Um, I I don't want to say any more than that but it kind of it just kind of kills everything that was set before it and it's just like I, I can't believe they did the script with this ending was like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's go film. Like it is so silly. And I think like I was reading complaints and there were a lot of reviews from back then were saying the same thing. Like, uh, I, I'm a kid. You gotta, you gotta tell me, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not going to spoil it, but anyway, I'm probably not going to watch a movie from that. I'll, I'll tell yeah, you, I'll tell you outside of the, uh, okay. outside of, um, but yeah, so 
unfortunately it ends up being bad but it does have like a cool setup and it's it, again it takes place in a gothic mansion there's definitely some cool atmosphere there like even though i like the actors and everything but um yeah it uh was not riveting it's got to be one of the big like if i did that'd be an interesting list 10 movies that just fell apart in the ending like you're <laughs> And this would be one of them. But I'm going to still give it a, a 6 out of 10 pumpkins just because, again, like everything other than that last 10 minutes, uh, it, like it, oh, it just builds so much like mystery and atmosphere and everything. And you're so excited to see what's going on. And then they just didn't really uh, yeah. pan out. No. So I watched one more movie on the first. If I told you there was a movie where Superman and Luke Skywalker teamed up to fight a bunch of alien kids. Would you think this movie's going to be badass or what? Yes. It's sure. The Village of the Damned. <laughs> <laughs> John Carpenter's Village of the Damned, the remake, yeah. We went and saw John Carpenter play uh, a bunch of tracks, and I haven't seen this movie in years, so I figured after watching like uh, all the uh, best of, like I guess, a sizzle reel for like the uh, Village of the Damned, oh, this movie's going to be so fucking badass. It kind of let me down. I thought it would be like insane, almost like uh, Into the Mouth of Madness. It didn't really have the same atmosphere to it. It's kind of, um, it plodded along with really interesting points, but it didn't really uh, have the same zip that I thought, like. Well, yeah, the original is, is pretty great, too. Yeah. Yeah, again, I think you went to your expectations. Can I, can, I think If you so. go in expecting a lot, I think I had the opposite. I went in this, knowing this film was going to suck, and I came out pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But I went in yeah. with high expectations. Because like, even the season reel, like, the guy's like uh, on the roof with like the uh, rake to his chest, and he just jumps off the roof. Like th- A lot of things look so cool during that scene. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be such a badass movie. And like, yeah, kind of let me down a little when bit. When we saw him perform the scores, and you'd see yeah. the, the films in the background, yeah. it was like, all of these are classics. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. how they get you. But again, I had a good time with it. It just didn't uh, pop for me as I thought it would. Yeah, you just watched the original. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. Original. And even the kids I thought were kind of annoying. Like Some of them couldn't really act the best. Like mm-hmm. That's the problem with having like a kid as your uh, main character. Well, be fair, Mark there. Hamill's in his 40s when this comes out, right? You <laughs> yeah, can't yeah, call him yeah, a kid that's anymore. true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just a, like a little virgin farmer. What do they call him? Karate farmer? <laughs> Anyways, I got to give it 6.5 pumpkins out of 10. That's still a pretty... Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. The, the score is great. There was some really interesting scenes. Like when the guy like falls asleep in the barbecue, that's fucking yeah. badass, man. But Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, is that 5. it for the first one? That's or? the first one. That's me. it for me. Okay, well, that is uh, the finale of our day one. Let's move on to day two of Shocktober. Okay, Maddie, I guess just start it off again because I know you did 100 things again. I watched uh, some episodes from season two of Tales from the Crypt. So the first one I watched was uh, The Sacrifice, which is, um, there is this uh, rich guy who's kind of like, uh, LA is a, do you know what, uh, what did he call it? LA is a capital of like bullshit and pussy, I think was his, uh, <laughs> LA is a capital of bullshit and pussy. And this um, a guy who sells life insurance goes to sell life, he's like a new hotshot salesman in town. So he goes and he kind of winks at the wife, and then his wife comes, like uh, the wife of the, um, uh, older guy who he's trying to sell life insurance to. So he kind of gives his wife a wink. So he's like, hey, listen. She meets him later at his boat. He's like, hey, listen. If you want, uh, we can hook up and uh, you sell him life insurance and get rid of him and we can split the money. So they they hatch out this great plan and it's going perfectly. And then uh, at one point, the guy, Michael Ironside, shows up and say, listen, I used to be uh, the guy who died, but buddy, and I fell in love with the wife. I've been obsessed with her for the past like uh, 10 years. So I've been sitting on my balcony taking photos of her constantly. And guess what I saw like two weeks ago? 
I saw you guys murder him. So right now what's going to happen is we're going to share her. I get her Monday to Friday and you can have her on the weekends. And like, he's kind of like uh, playing this out. Has a great twist at the end. And Michael Ironside is so fucking cool, man. Cool. I love how badass that dude is. So I got to give it, uh, I'm going to say a 7.5 out of 10. Cool. Solid episode. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I remember that. Michael Ironside could be in anything, and I would watch it. Yeah, he's he always plays that yeah. badass creepy. Right? It, has he ever been a, a good guy in any movie? I don't <laughs> think so. He, he might be like the oh, badass with I the heart of gold. I think he's in Starship Troopers. He's like one of the He's a badass right? with the heart of gold, right? Yeah, I, I, something like that, yeah. Doesn't he lose a leg or something uh, like that? Arm? Or arm? I think, yeah, I think he's got a robotic arm. So, yeah, I also watched another episode of Tales from the Crypt. Right. It's starring, um, do you know that guy in Seinfeld who gets his thumbs broken? I forget the guy's name. Oh, but, uh, like he owes Jerry some money, so he breaks his thumbs. So yeah, he thinks he, the guy that calls him a phony. Yeah, exactly. He's in this movie as a, a club owner who is trying to like embezzle some money. He's like, "I'm raising a bunch of money for the rainforest in the Amazon." So he's like, "I'm just going to steal this and get the fuck out of here. I'm sick of being a club." But then his accountant, uh, Katie Seagull, Peggy Bundy, comes. He's like, "Well, I'm your accountant. I know what you're doing." He's like, "No, it's fine." At that point, he murders her, and his conscience takes over. He's like, "Hey, listen to me, man. It's in the oh, voice okay. in his head, and it's Sam Kinison." And he's just yelling at him for yeah, like 20 minutes episode, straight. Yeah. I had a good time with it. Sam Kinison is annoying as fuck. Like, I'm surprised he is huge because I don't I, find I think him kinda, that funny, but like, I, I think find him just annoying. Funny, I think he's a, a guy that's like funny for about five minutes. Like, I don't know yeah. if I would want to sit there and watch a whole hour special because all he really has going for him it's is his loud voice right yeah. but he was on the married with children like christmas episode it's like, oh, was he it's kind of like it's wonderful Santa? life and he's the angel <laughs> and uh but it's just him screaming that was the first time i saw him i'm like who's this guy like this is like why is he screaming all the time um but yeah it's all it is. and she's the uh, inner voice of him and uh it just ends with him yeah the twist ending like tells him scrap so i gotta give this one six out of ten okay cool Six yeah. out of ten? Pumpkins. Sorry, six there pumpkins out of ten. Jesus, yeah, sorry. Uh, Adam, do you want to jump in? Or? Sure. Uh, so on October 2nd, I watched um, The Lodgers. Ooh, that's another one that's on my list to watch. Um, I can ask. How is it? I've heard mixed things as well. I qu- quite liked it. Like, I think it's a flawed movie, but it's got atmosphere for days. Yeah. So it's about... A brother and sister that live in this dilapidated estate home, basically, uh, they're in Ireland, and they're the, you know, at one point would have been the family that, you know, kind of had all of the wealth of the the area. The village? And now it's just them, and you know that their parents had died and committed suicide, and it seems like something that's happened over and over again uh, with this family. Um, you got that Irish curse. <laughs> so the female lead... Is there a leprechaun? Uh, yeah, there's no leprechauns in this. Uh, I'm out! <laughs> it's definitely like a lot of water-based imagery. Um, my only thing about the movie that I think kind of takes it back again is there's a little bit too much reliance on CGI uh. Uh, to kind of play up the big scares. But everything leading up to that is perfect. The location is perfect. Both the leads, especially the brother and sister, are great. The brother's kind of sickly and off, and he's perfect at, at that. And the, the female lead, I think her name's Char- Charlotte Vega, it, I, who I've never seen in anything, she was extremely strong and like, conveying this loneliness that they have because they've had to shut themselves away. There's a bunch of rules that they have to play by because at midnight, these apparitions or ghosts take over and they have to be in bed by midnight. And that's the opening scene. Um, 
Yeah, I really liked it for that. The scare aspect is where it kind of Mm -hmm. loses it a bit for me. But in terms of uh, imagery and atmosphere and and solid performances, I I, I quite liked it. I think I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. And I had it a little bit... I was thinking it was maybe a little bit lower, but I've thought about it a bunch over the last little while. That's a sign that like a... It's really unfortunate like these days, though. There's so many good Supernatural films, so many films that do everything right. And then when they get to the ghosts, they yeah. CGI it and just ruin it. And you look at like all those classic 50s, 60s films yeah. that still hold up to this day. It's yeah, fuck man, stop using CGI for yeah. supernatural. Like well, or you that was the problem be... with Crimson Peak. I mean, that yeah. movie did a lot of things right, but when you saw the ghosts, it yeah. was not like it just took you right out of it. I felt like I was playing like a, a PS3 game or something. Like I don't um, know. It's and that's just one scene yeah. basically yeah, in that yeah. film where this one. Um, the the ghosts eventually are are pretty uh, predominant. predominant. Um, but are they jive talking? You know, <laughs> it's like a jive talking ghost. Comes there's in. actually a scene later that shows what you could do with CGI, and and you know you can you can do it artfully. Oh yeah, again, I'm not saying never use it, but I I think people overuse it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a crutch. There's even someone pointed out in the Goosebumps two trailer, which again I'm excited about, but you see them throw the book, and you can tell they're th- it's a CGI book they threw on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. why are we CGIing books, people? Yeah, like, there's really no need for that. that. It's just like it's just like they're just doing it for anything. It's like yeah. you no longer have to care. It's like, eh, we're not going to shoot it again. We'll just fix it and post. Everything's yeah. like just fucking shoot half ass and fix it and fix post it or and whatever. Post. Like, yeah, color's going to f- fix this. Yeah, and that's what kind of kills this. Y- you need some post, but the movie has to to fit as a whole because you're going to watch mm. these things in ten years yeah. and it's going to become so dated yeah. to that era. Well, that's again, I'm going to talk about my next film. It's a good lead way where CGI just totally fucking dates and kills a film. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's important. I think CGI should be used like do as much as you can on camera and use mm-hmm. CGI to enhance it. I mean, that's why a lot of my favorite directors, you look at some like Nolan or, you know, even the Mission Possible. And I know we're getting off horror here, but like yeah. just those type of films you look at, they do as much of it on camera and then they use the CGI to erase the ropes or enhance this here and there. But like do as much of it you can on camera. And I, I think we're, it's like we're yeah. getting away from that. There's certain directors that are trying to stick with that, but that they're the minority. Mostly everything else is like, we'll fix it later. And a lot of these directors also, you know, they're especially in horror, it's their first few films, yeah. they don't have the budget where yeah. they're having to make things fast. Yeah. And, and, and I understand but the limitations. I, I wonder. I don't, I'm curious because, like, again, some of the works in a post house, like, I see how much this shit gets charged for VFX. Like, the, the, there's a show, that, a really popular show, and they changed the girl's eyes the whole series cause instead of just using contacts but um it, weird things huh. like that so you know it's someone on cast decides they're going to cut their hair mid <laughs> mid season um so the, the things that they waste money on it's just like that i don't know i i that's i hear a lot and i'm really curious what is more is it costs more to do another take i know especially the practical effects you know if you're using squibs and blood and all that to yeah. clean up and then do it again but i don't know like cgi is not cheap either it's not like these cgi shots like th- that could be days of work and yeah that's true multiple people working on it. so i'm really curious about those numbers i'm wondering if it's one of those things they ah would, would you know we don't have time let's do it now but then in the end it, it costs them more money in the end which again i see a lot where like you know people people leave it all you know worry about it after the fact and it ends up costing them a lot more than if they just did it right properly but mm-hmm. anyways Sorry, how many pumpkins are you giving i, I gave it seven uh, pumpkins out of ten okay nice yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it there's there's definitely some movies. I have like a handful of movies on Netflix I want to get through. So uh, that was one of them. 
All right, so I got a question for you guys. If an episode takes place on Halloween, but there's nothing Halloween about it, does it count or no? Because I watched uh, Family Guy Season 10, Episode 3. Oh, what's it called? The uh, Screams of Silence, uh, the story of Brenda Q. It takes place on Halloween. It's a story about, like, spousal abuse, which is kind of weird. But, like, has Halloween ever mentioned in it? They do say, like, oh, it's October 31st today, Halloween. They say it once or twice. And uh, it, I, guess, it. I would count it, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, one of the things I find unknown. As long I probably as you're not doing, like, it. 10 episodes yeah. talking about that aren't really. Like, I, there, there's some stuff in that I was looking for, like, episodes to watch, and I saw, like, oh, Full House. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me, but it's something yeah. that I could watch with my kid. And I remember liking that show as a kid. And it was on Netflix. And then I looked up, and it's like, yeah, I think Michelle comes out wearing a pumpkin costume, and the rest of the episode's not Halloween. So yeah. it's like, I guess that would count, but I didn't bother watching it. I've been. That's I try to do. A, I, I try to do my research now because there's a lot of things that yeah. take place on Halloween. Then you watch them, and it's like there's one element of Halloween, and it's that's what happened on this yeah. one. I thought it'd be like a Halloween episode, but now it's pretty much just like Family Guy trying to tackle spousal abuse, which is kind of terrible. <laughs> like how Family Guy is that show that I'm surprised yeah. in this day and age is still rocking because they they do a lot of shit that like I guess at that point they can just kind of get away with anything. Yeah, I think like, they've, they've, we've been going it for so yeah. long. Even South Park like I guess South Park's a bit more creative with how they offend people. Yeah. Family Guy is just like ah, whatever. Uh, how many pumpkins are you going to give Family Guy? Uh, I'm going to give a five out of ten <laughs> pumpkins. Does that even have to do pumpkins at this one? But yeah, yeah well. Okay, well, I, again, talking about a CGI running movie, I watched stuff uh, from 2007, The Headless, Headless Horseman. Uh, I've been kind of excited to watch this flick because I, I don't know, I love The Headless mm. Horseman, even though there's not a lot of great flicks. There's literally Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow, Hollow from Tim Burton and, and the uh, Ichabod. Yeah, the advent- was it The Adventures of Ichabod Crane, the Disney one? And I, I got this beautiful uh, Headless Horseman statue above our. <laughs> fireplace that's pretty gorgeous i, just, I, yeah, I love awesome. the character and it's unfortunate that, that there hasn't been many good movies mm. done with him but anyways I, I looked up on amazon at least and i guess not a great place to to decide on if <laughs> movies been good because the reviews were pretty positive on there it looked cool um the dvd is like the shiny cover with this headless horse on the front like i'm like this is going to be cool from 2007 but yeah unfortunately it's uh it was just a very uh, you, bad mediocre you got vhs man <laughs> a, a bad mediocre sci-fi channel film bad acting story, was there any sharks dialogue. in this movie or what no like those are really kind of fun like this wasn't even that fun like atrocious atrocious cgi you want to talk about bad there's a shot where he like he throws a guy and he lands like he gets pierced through his chest uh with these whatever was was on the wall and I remember what it was but like mm. it looks like it like landed and it looks like it was kind of off like I don't know how to explain <laughs> but it it was bad um yeah I, I can't recommend this film it did kind of start out in, like it started out kind of cool like it opens up in the civil war and there's these two soldiers there and they think it's someone from the other side but there's like this scarecrow there and they go up and they walk closer and they see the scarecrow and the head's missing and it's actually like a dead guy hanging on Hanging there, cool. and then the head, this horseman comes and he kills him. I'm like, this is kind of a cool opening. Mm-hmm. And you find out that, like, I guess they end up in this, like, hick town, and they're like, ah, oh, the Irving, Washington Irving tale was bullshit. Like, he just whitewashed it. The headless horseman actually came from our town. And they go in this whole origin that was, again, it wasn't that interesting, but it was, it kind of had potential. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not going to go into because I just don't care. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the, it kind of has that Texas Chainsaw Massacre element where the whole town's in on it, and they like try to bring him victims because I guess every Halloween he comes alive and he needs so many souls. He has like this 
see it's a bad CGI pit in his basement and he throws the heads in and he starts growing his head back and he has to kill seven <laughs> people I guess on Halloween so they're trying to the town people are trying to bring him victims it, it kind of sounds cool but it, it's not it's bad like, <laughs> yeah just it's called a seven heads in a duffel bag <laughs> <laughs> there's some okay kills but yeah that the CGI just kills it and it's like just it's just terrible terrible acting and dialogue and you're just cringing the whole time like it, it was tough to get through this is one of those films where people say dated and you're like oh, i hate people that say dated as if it's a bad thing dated in a 70s film like kochak that's dated i guess fashion stuff yeah. but that's fantastic this is dated in that very bad 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 way of dating yeah film so i'm gonna give it three and a half pumpkins out Whoa. of ten i uh Again, I, I might keep it in my collection because the cover is so fucking cool. But uh, I, I don't know. You're if never I'll ever watching watch it again. again. Yeah, it was it was really bad. Oh, that stinks, man. You got one more, man. I got one more. Have you guys seen a uh, Cirque du Freak, the Vampire's Assistant? No, no. It's uh, takes. I'm surprised how star studded this movie was. It had a John C. Riley. Uh, oh else? yeah, um, this came uh, out in that young adult where like yeah. they were trying to get any young books. For I'm young pretty sure it was like a scholastic book that yeah. they were trying to turn no. into like a sequel because it even ended the Twilight. Like, the Twilight, yeah. whereas like Scream had all the uh, slasher knockoffs. Yeah. Trying to capitalize this, this was one like Twilight, Twilight came out, but and I, I enjoy this movie. It's almost like a um, it's a traveling freak show with a bunch of like a weird. Uh, who's the girl from Thirty Rock? What's her name? Uh, the blonde, Kristen Johnson. No, um, Jane. Oh, 30 Rock. Jane Krasowski? Yeah, there it is. Uh, she's in it, uh, Orlando Jones. I, I, you said 30 Rock, and I went to Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> it is the morning. The, the it is bright and early. It is kind of early, right? Like, I find I'm trying to get coffee in me to kind of perk Guys, around. it's 10 a.m., man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. I'm a drinker. <laughs> I'm usually up at 5 a.m. Yeah, so I, we were going through, like, it had, like, uh, Willem Dafoe was in it, John C. Riley, uh, Leonard Jones. Like, I'm like, wow, this is actually, I'm surprised I didn't hear about this, but it was on Netflix, and we were just looking for something to watch. I enjoyed it because John C. Riley was so charming as this like old timey vampire. He's like, I just want to be a, a circus performer now. I'm sick of killing people and whatnot. And he had a really interesting take on the vampire mythos too. It was like, hmm. there's vampires who don't want to kill, and Vampira who's like fine with killing, and they're going to try to start a war. It was. Um, Interesting movie, but they were definitely trying to set up sequels. To sequels yeah, I was just going to say, did this finish? Because I know it was the first of a. Yeah. It's, again, there's like, there's, there, all those books are coming out, and like most of them didn't make it past the first movie. Yeah. Even though they had like a, a successful they, book series. They so definitely tried one, yeah. it ended pretty poorly. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, here's like, Wait for number two. Yeah, like, that's well, why I, most of these films I've been happen. staying away from because uh, I hate. But I'm surprised it wasn't that terrible. It was just kind of a existed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. So I, I got to give it seven, uh, six pumpkins. I was going to say, Maddie. No, no, no. Six. It just kind of exists. Seven pumpkins. Yeah, six. <laughs> Eleven out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Danny but over again, here. <laughs> I couldn't believe. Like I was going to like, wow. Like I know that guy. I know that guy. Like I guess your favorite stars from the uh, early aughts. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that it for the second? Or? That's it for the second. It had the a dude from, uh, actually, The Hunger Games, which is kind of weird. The guy who played PETA. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the guy's name. Yeah, but you I know can't remember his name. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, let's move on to the third. All right. So, October 3rd. Me and you bought this, like, uh, TV Guide's uh, uh, 10 spookiest Halloween episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, I watched Mil- Mill Creek, uh, one of those Mill Creek releases where they just, like... All the shows they have the right to, they just throw all the Halloween episodes on. Have you seen the Bewitched episode? No. I, have a I, safe, insane Halloween. I'm going to watch them all, but I haven't got to that one yet, no. Season 4, episode 8. I absolutely loved this episode. It starts off with, I forget the girl's name, but the, the witch. 
is reading like a, a Halloween story to her daughter uh, Tabitha or something like that, mm. and she's like, "There is a, a, a jack o' lantern and a goblin and a gremlin. They're all trick or treating. All right, good night, sweetheart." And the uh, one guy comes, uh, the husband is like, "All right, we're gonna have a mortal Halloween. No tricks, no treats. We're just gonna go trick or treating, and it's gonna be uh, normal because I got my army buddies coming over today to figure this shit out." So as the uh, daughter's going to bed, she brings the uh, jack-o'-lantern, the goblin, and the uh, gremlin to life. Nice. So she has all these friends that they're just going trick-or-treating with her, and she's like, oh my, i got to figure this out. So it's um, with all these hijinks and cool. all these monsters getting into a bunch of hijinks because one jack-o'-lantern is dressed as the uh, neighbor's kid. Cool. And they get there's a mix-up there, and it's awesome, man. i got to give it nine pumpkins out of ten. Whoa. I had a blast with this episode. Like, I kind of want to watch <laughs> Bewitched again. Like, well, I- The witch was so charming, and the husband was kind of so charming, and the that's why I like these Loved compilations because, again, and we, we talked about this in the last episode, sometimes, like, even if I don't mm. watch the show, I'll watch the Halloween episode. Yeah. And these compilations force me to check out shows I wouldn't normally. Yeah. I know, like, last year on our Christmas, um, I talked about because I watched The Honeymooners Christmas. Mm-hmm. I've never really watched the show, but that episode was fucking fantastic. I was like, should I go back and watch all The Honeymooners? Probably not going to get no. so much. But, uh, yeah, I, I love these things because you get, like, you know, the Halloween or the Christmas episode, and usually they're really good. Yeah. Like, Beat Wished was fucking amazing. Like, it's, I can't, it's a good I'm, way I'm to find out how, yeah, how fun yeah, it was. Yeah. I also watched uh, the same thing, uh, the Facts of Life Halloween. It was called <laughs> The Halloween Show nice. from uh, fifth season, episode um, six, I think. The Facts of Life kind of stinks, right? <laughs> like, yeah. The, even Again, the Halloween I, I episode, really I'm it. like, oh, that w- the mother is so annoying. Like, But the premise was uh, the one girl, the bigger girl, maybe Tootie. I only know there's a girl named Tootie because that's a funny name. Yep. I guess she's trying to make a film documentary and um, maybe I'm giving it away but she hires this old man to come in like oh there was a curse here don't spoil it man I'm going to be watching that oh man you're spoiling the facts of life (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here on a Saturday morning at like 9 o'clock talking about the facts of life Halloween the only thing I know about the facts of life is cable guy he's like I learned the facts of life from watching the facts of life that's true um, the facts alive. Yeah, the yeah. The facts alive. You only know the The facts alive. Oh, girls, the facts what's alive. going on here? What's great about this is that not only are you talking about it, but I'm going to go watch this and talk about it probably next week. Uh, so we're going to have like a good half an hour dedicated to the yeah, facts definitely alive. missing I'll next tell you week. What, we'll, we'll talk about this next week. I'm just going to give it uh, 5.5 pumpkins, okay. and we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> All right. Or we won't. Maybe I'll just be like, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But okay, before we get into it too, I also watched... Um, uh, How I Met Your Mother, The Slutty Pumpkin, and The Slutty Pumpkin Returns. Okay. Which, uh, they're fun Halloween episodes. I don't, don't want to get into it, but uh, the first one I'm going to give... Uh, Isn't it like he, he meets his girl and she's the greatest, exactly. but he she's in a costume? He's been looking for her for 10 years, and at the uh, Slutty Pumpkin Returns, he finds her, and it yeah. doesn't really work out. It's... Uh, no, uh, d- d- don't spoil it. <laughs> really? I'm one of those guys that got to like season five or something. And okay. I never finished it, but I, I picked up the complete series. I'm going to one day finish that show. I'll give them both six pumpkins out of 10. Actually, no, I actually do know who that is. I already got Yeah, yeah. She, I, just, I, I still do not know it hasn't been spoiled who the mother is. So she, She's been married she's to us, to your boy, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, so you guys go ahead. I'm, I'm done talking about the TV from the uh well, That's cool. Though. Again, I like some of those. those I actually, actually, actually before I do this, before I talk about me, have you guys heard Square Pegs you were talking about? Yeah. I, There's a Halloween episode on Square Pegs as well. Are you going to watch it? I am going to talk about it in a little bit. All right, well, <laughs> okay. I'll save it then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, so you did watch it. I did, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I would give it 6.5, pumpkins. Which one? Square pegs. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. So on October 3rd, I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane. Okay, oh, nice, yeah. Awesome. Movie. 
I, I'd seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, and um, it holds up on the second view. Does it? Because a lot of it is, a lot of the suspense is based off of things that turn out to not be the way you yeah. think. Like the way she's been abducted, but it ends up kind of being exactly what it's supposed to be. In well, the and, 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 and even if, like, the way it ends... You you think about maybe you know someone wasn't such a bad person, but in the end they still were. Yeah. With the other things they did, like no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. John Goodman owns that. Yeah, he's yeah, incredible. In he's it. charming in some scenes and like absolutely terrifying in other scenes. Right. And who's um? What's the the girl from that? Like I, uh, I Mary Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, Winstead. Yeah, I've so had good. a thing for her since Final Station Three because she does like she's in everything. Like she was in Grindhouse. Oh, we're gonna talk about um, that later on. Actually, next week Scott we'll talk Pilgrim. about it. She's in like she just has a whole the Thing remake. She has a yeah. whole like catalog of genre films and so. she is cute as a button too and she's, right? a, she's a good actress too like she's kind of got it all going yeah for she's her. able to hold the dude from a uh, hush is in it and uh the newsroom is in it as well right um yeah, he's really good isn't he the, the three of them yeah they all have to be good yeah i guess the belco experiment he's in you're too. stuck yeah. In, yeah. The, in this bunker with them mm. the whole time um anyways it, it re- really for me i thought this is going to go either way like either the the suspense that was built before will disappear because yeah. I know where we're going. Uh, but I actually thought it was really expertly crafted. Um, I'd be curious to... I looked at what the director had done and, and it's basically nothing else. Of oh, no. really? Hmm. But I think there's a couple movies coming up. So I'll be curious mm-hmm. what, what he ends up doing. So I'm going to give it eight pumpkins. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but there's a scene with like a, a barrel of... Is it acid or something? That yeah, is like some sort so of like fucking good. Or something. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Have you seen the uh, what's the, the paradox? Clip? No, I haven't. I was thinking about uh, watching it for this. It sucks. Oh, uh, is um, it? I'm not gonna. T- I'm not even gonna waste my breath. T- I think we talked about it before. Yeah. I did not um, enjoy it. If it came out this year, it's probably one of my least favorite films. This uh. year. But um, man, maybe you guys will like it. I just it's just such like a generic land. Ugh. Yeah, anyway, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched uh, a movie. I, I've been pretty excited to watch since I found out about it, what, two months ago? That they did a sequel straight to video to Tales from the Hood. Oh, shit. So, I bought this, actually. It came on Wednesday, didn't it? Yeah, so I, I, I just got it. It just came out, yeah, this past Tuesday. And they got the same director was back. He he did two out of the four stories in the wraparound, Rusty Cutoff. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But yeah, I, I recently watched Tales from the Hood, the first film. And again, you've... you've who's it? Clarence... Uh, who, who was the original guy in the uh, first one? Clarence... Uh, Clarence Williams is the original yeah. like, uh, host, but yeah, you've been praising this the first oh, film for Tales the longest. From the, Tales from the Hood is amazing, and I always I liked it, but I never like when I rewatched. I was like, you know, Maddie's right. Like every story in that is pretty much fantastic, mm-hmm. and like it's it does a really good job of being a cool anthology with good twists, but also like being very meaningful and very like. You, What's going on socially? Like, like they all dealt with today, real issues. It is going like to tie into my next movie. But yeah. okay. even today, like some of the stories are like, "Wow, this is oh, actually it, happening." Oh, exactly. Right like, the now. first film still held up, and yeah. every every story you could be like, "Yeah, that's relatable." Still now, so I, I was really excited to watch this, the sequel. I knew it's straight to video. It's going to have less of a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely see that there. I mean, the acting isn't up to par. The atmosphere is completely gone. Unfortunately, like you just don't have a good cinematography when you have these tiny budgets, yeah. and 
Yeah, that's pretty much the film. I mean, so Keith David takes over Clarence Williams III. He definitely doesn't. He's lacking the intensity and just strangeness. He's trying to like do it, and I love Keith David usually, yeah. but he, he's not like Clarence Williams III. I don't know why. I thought like, oh, he died. That's why they had to replace him. But he's still alive. So I wonder he's probably why he's just they a bit didn't... older now, right? Because maybe, he was but fairly... so is Keith David. Like Keith David has got like gray hair in this. But like... he. Even, he was aged even in okay. like the uh, original, I think. Um, but yeah, that that kind of sums up the film. It's like everything is like, it feels like it's trying to mimic or almost like a parody of the Capture first film. Capture lightning again. The wraparound is uh, you have a, this uh, white kind of racist senator who is creating a security robot that's going to kind of act as judge, jury, and executioner. So we can tell, oh, we, can, we can like scan you and look at, see if you've, if it recognizes that yeah. you're an illegal or you have a record or whatever. And it, it doesn't really make sense, but he hires Keith Davis, like I guess a, a storyteller, and he wants him to tell the robot stories so it can kind of um, learn how to, to love no to like react or adapt like it, it makes no sense but it's not very good but i'll just quickly run down the stories i'm not going to spoil them because i don't want to mm. spoil them for you but the first story uh was 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 interesting and again it, it had some relevance uh you have a white friend a, a black friend and they're going to this um this museum dedicated to like black history but it's like like the bad side of it like the inner side of it yeah it's like all like here's like an ad they showed where it's like you know like a lot of black face dolls and advertisements and like here's the pole they they have an actual pole where someone was whipped and like this chair was built from um, whatever that they use for slaves I think like maybe a whipping pole or something anyways it's all like slavery artifacts and stuff like that and uh, the the white girl's like ah I've collected dolls the golly gollywag dolls Pollywag, yeah. Is it Pollywag or Gollywag? I, I don't it was know. Gollywag. Anyways, they're like those black face dolls. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I want this one for my collection. I'll give you, what will you sell for it? I'll give you 800 bucks. He's like, No, it's not for sale. Like, nothing here is for sale. You see beside there the um, the killer doll from the first film is in this. Oh, awesome. Um, but, anyways, so they leave. Um, and, and all that's really cool. Like, it just, like, it was all really well done. And the owner, I thought, sold it and all the artifacts. And it was kind of like this cool, it's like, it's a, you're going through this museum with them and you're like, and he's telling all the stories of everything. So I, I found that kind of fascinating, but anyways, she's going to break in with her brother. The three of them are going to break in and she's going to steal the doll. And when they break in, you can kind of guess what happens. happens. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the, the one girl though, the white girl, like her acting silver topic, she's supposed to be that ditzy. Yeah. Um, and then the, I, I will say, I thought the finale was kind of weak, but other than that, like I thought that was a really cool story. There, there's a great scene with what we'll to say, like relating to whipping and slavery that is quite gory. And there, there's a scene too where like the, cause the, the um, her black friend is now dating her, her boy, um, her brother. And he's like, Ooh, this is if back in the day you would have been my slave and I would have been whipping you. So she starts doing this weird, like scandalous <laughs> dance around the pole as he's pretending to like whip her. And it's like, this is so uh, wrong. But again, that's why these movies are great. Yeah. Cause they kind of tackle this, those issues that make you kind of feel uncomfortable. Uh, but anyways, the second story, um, that was pretty good. But the, and then the, the next two are just kind of very cliche. The second story was, um, a gangster. Uh, I guess he was a former pimp, but now he's like become more of like a, upstanding citizen <laughs> that uh you know he's he's got like three million but he's like oh it's it's going towards this i'm going to mm-hmm. open up a school so like black kids can actually um get an education stuff and we can try to get out of this 
this hole that we're in or whatever where mm-hmm. you know we're all becoming gangsters and criminals or whatever but this other gangster guy is like I don't give a fuck you tell me where the money is he won't tell him so and the, and the guy that's tied up and getting beat he's like not he doesn't care he's like kind of insulting them insulting their mothers and stuff they end up killing him and then the, they're like how the fuck are we going to find where this three million dollars is now and they see on TV there's like the char- charlatan uh, fake TV psychic you find that he's you know got speakers listening to the crowd and that's how you can tell them the stories anyways the same on TV they're going to break into his house and they're going to get him to channel and and uh, bring back the, the guys so they can find out where it is um, it was kind of silly but it was lacking like the the, re- the social relevance yeah. I think that was in all the other stories it was just okay Th- third story same thing it kind of felt like a Tales from who the Crypt who was that guy from like the early odds who did that like uh, hey what's going on everyone uh, who I got someone's mother here begins with an M he was really big in like the uh, uh. I don't know. There, there was a bunch Crossing of over. Was there was show? a bunch of like TV psychics yeah. in the nineties. I always remember yeah. seeing them on like Saturday. But he had his own show too. Like yeah. he, he was like huge. Yeah, like as Sex in the City big he was. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the third story is, uh, again, um, I guess it's relevant to what's going on now. These two guys uh, meet up with these women and they make them their drinks and then the women knocked out and you find they're going to drug and rape them and film it. Oh, no. Um, but there's a twist there. I won't spoil it. You can kind of guess. Again, something that would be like, felt like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Really odd VHS, like the movie? Um, Did they just rip this off or no? I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about it that later. That story is... Stuff yeah. like that's been done a million yeah. times. Again, it was okay, but it's just kind of like I've seen this a million times, and I guess it's relevant to what's going on now. But again, I always found like uh, Tales and Hill was good because it was like tackling like issues more relevant to like I guess African yeah. Americans. Like I always found that kind of more fascinating than just like let's do this yeah. kind of story. And that, and that go now we get into the fourth story, which I think is the closest to that. Where if not a little too much, it almost like beats you in the yeah. face with it. But uh, there's a, a black guy. He's a promoter for a race as white senator. Um, they have plans to remove several voting stations um, from the poor black community so you know they're not going to vote Mm -hmm. Um, and um, you know his mom's like how can you work for this guy like he's a terrible person anyways pretty much this is going on at the same time his his wife is pregnant and she's having these dreams uh, flashbacks of um, I don't know if it's a real person it might be because they actually pull up a paper. And anyways, uh, it's this black kid, and I guess he's, he said something. He whistled out a woman or something, and they're like, you just apologize and make sure you never go out of line like that again. He's like, I'm not going to do that, and they beat him to death. And oh. I think that's a real story, because he shows a paper, and it's like on the front was like the kid's beaten face, saying that the mother... Because um, I know in the fourth story of Tales from the Hood, oh. they actually show a lot of real, yeah, 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 which yeah, is yeah, really yeah, hard yeah, to watch, yeah, yeah. a lot of real... Um, there's like a two-minute montage of real violence yeah. um, towards African-Americans back then, which is tough to watch. But anyway, Anyways, so the ghost comes back, and then you have all these like famous people that died, so uh, black people could have you know free freedom and the rights that they have now. And they're saying like, how can you do this? We died to give you these rights, and this is what you do with it. But it's really like hammers at home yeah. but it is there is kind of a cool thing where it's like almost this alternate future where the KKK now run the the you know they're like the police and they're gonna come arrest this guy just for being black but yeah it was it was okay it was the most like I think on an emotional level kind of hit you the, the hardest yeah. but again it was almost like too too much and then yeah the 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 wraparound I'm not even gonna get into that it wasn't very good the the ending so I don't know it, it was it was like a mixed bag I mean it's what you expect from these straight to video sequels ten years later mm-hmm. two stories I think were okay well they were all okay but they nothing really stood out. I think the first one I probably enjoyed the most just because it kind of, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give it five and a half pumpkins out of 10. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's, it's mediocre 
low budget straight to video sequel. It's it's just unfortunate because you got the same director. And yeah. Again, I know he probably didn't have the same budget or anything, but I kind of expected a little more mm-hmm. from him, and it just yeah. anyway. No doubt. Uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because you love the first one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, did you guys watch anything else on the third? Did you watch anything on the third? I watched a pretty much an anthology movie called Tales from the Dark Side. Okay, nice. I absolutely love this movie. Oh yeah. It's about the uh, the kid who's like uh, he's about to get eaten by a witch. He has to tell all these great stories to kind of keep himself from being. Yeah, eaten. I think this made your top ten. I love um, this movie. October yeah, recommendations. Last watch, episode, yeah. yeah, I think all stories are so fucking good. Like they go really well with one another. This is, uh, there's two seasons of this, isn't there? No, it was. A this movie. is the movie. Oh. They, yeah. There is a TV series that lasted I think, four or five seasons. Yeah. Oh, okay. And this was the movie they made a couple years after that actually mm-hmm. had a bit because that series is like really low budget. Yeah. This movie had a bit of a budget. had like a Buscemi, uh, Christian Slater doing a, uh, and it also had the guy from New York Dolls. I forget the guy's name, Buster Maximilian. Yeah, or yeah, what Buster have Maximilian. Yeah. And uh, well, even the guy else. from the last story, the Gargoyle story, yeah. story has been a bunch of stuff. And the, the woman is actually from stuff too. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, all the stories are great. There's a bunch of twist endings, and they all the acting is so good. Like the last story, I guess. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, yeah, he sees he sees the, a gargoyle yeah. murder, and she and lets him live as long as he doesn't tell anyone. There that is he a saw twist her. when his wife yells at him, and she is so convincing as she yells at him. It's like it actually like curdled my blood yeah. a bit how she actually just kind of drilled yeah, it home. It's really again. I yeah. think we talked about it. I didn't love the cat story just because I feel yeah. like. There's like every second anthology story has killer yeah. black cats. It's been done. I'm not really, I don't really like watching animal violence. But, but it was uh, cool about like a hitman trying to kill yeah. a cat. Anyways, I got to give this movie 8.5 pumpkins cool. out of 10. It's fucking awesome, man. Even the wraparound is so good. I'm about to start the show. Okay. I haven't seen the show, actually. I've seen a few episodes. I have the complete series. Yeah. I've seen the first season. Um, th- there's some standouts. Like Tom Savini did a Halloween. There's two episodes that actually take place in Halloween, so if you guys should watch the with the monster? Uh, this month. Uh, one of one of them is the yeah, Tom Savini directed, and uh, it, it's kind of like Trick or Treat, Sam from Trick or Treat, where this creature, mm-hmm. the guy's not really following Halloween tradition, so this mm-hmm. creature comes and haunts him on Halloween. And then the first story, the actual first episode, the pilot episode, is directed by George Romero. The witch? And um, it's really cool where, yeah, like this rich old guy, pretty much everyone in the town knows this old, rich old guy money, so uh, he does a deal if, um, you know, as long as their kids will come through his haunted house and trick, uh, on Halloween because he loves Halloween and he likes, he gets his kicks off frightening little kids, then he'll, uh, you know, allow them not to have to pay their debt for one more year or something. Or no, if you if any kid can make it through the end, their debt gets erased or something something like that but it's it's kind of fun too but again it's very low budget and even the dvds like it's it's not vhs quality but it's not great because i think it was all edited like on on tape um so there's it's yeah there's some episodes worth a watch if you can get past the extremely low budget of it but you guys want to go to the fourth sure yeah um so far this year it's been kind of a mixed bag i haven't i guess i haven't watched a lot of my classics and these kind of follow it you're gonna see a lot of like average ratings yeah. here but um both of these are on netflix uh at least in canada um so i thought i'd check them out uh stephanie from 2017 have you guys heard of this no it's a blumhouse film uh the first 20 minutes are like fantastic uh, and I was like, "Ooh, this is really cool. Like, I didn't know if it had enough. Like, I was watching, I'm like, I was kind of worried, like, how are they going to fill a whole movie with this? But yeah. it's pretty much just a kid alone in her house. And she does a fantastic performance. Like, this is something you would be worried if you did not get the right child actor. Like, she's supposed to only eight or nine or something, I assume. But she sells it. And it's just her surviving in her house. You know, something happened out there, almost like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. She's home alone. The only thing is her dead brother's in his bed. He may kind of be a zombie or alive. 
you don't really know there's some kind of monster out there because you know she she has to be quiet at night or something and you see her hiding underneath the sheets and you hear the monster going by um and then she may possibly also have psychic powers kind of like carrie like she's like a young carrie uh. so they set up all this in the beginning but it's just really fascinating because it's just this kid just doing house. every other thing. She's making food and she's trying to get the jar up top and it smashes. And then she's picking the stuff in the blender and then the blender's not working. So she's going to stick her hand in and you're like, ugh, like it does a really good job of, oh shit, like don't do that. Yeah. Don't press the button while you're sticking your hand in the blender. But it's just really interesting, like watching this kid survive for the first chunk of the film. And I'm like, it's just really, really cool. I don't know how you could do a whole movie like that. If, you know, maybe a kid surviving some kind of outbreak. But, um, I'm not really spoiling because, again, like I think this is all in the trailers and previews, but you know her parents come back and that's where it just becomes like a generic movie. And it kind of felt like it it was a mix of films that they combined because mm-hmm. then her parents come back and it just kind of becomes a standard thing where they're trying to survive. You realize that there's something out there that may be caused by the kid and they're trying to maybe find a cure for it and they can't get her too upset. Um Frank Grillo is one of her parents from uh, The Purge two and yeah, three, yeah. and uh, he's he's been stuff. He's he's good he's in that. He's right? like the dad, and like again, there's some really cool emotional yeah. scenes. Um, there's some good stuff there with the parents and the kid, but I think it just kind of like just became like any other film and there was nothing special but it wasn't bad. It was just kind of there. Yeah, and then the ending too. Like I guess what's going on is kind of interesting but not really like you know in my head I had all these other more interesting ideas I think so um, yeah I don't know I, I didn't hate it but um, it just felt like a pale comparison but like when those fir- the first like chunk of the film you're like oh this is really really cool um, yeah I, I don't want to talk I don't want to say too much because a lot of it is spoilers like yeah. as you watch the film you're kind of figuring out what's going on and it's just not that interesting but I'm going to go five and a half pumpkins at a time oh no I would say I'm not going to say don't watch it but um, yeah just don't you know if you're expecting <laughs> that first time i'm gonna talk about one other movie because it's kind of the same deal yeah um i watched terrifier from 2017 okay the crazy clown uh so i originally had seen uh, this stars art the clown and i originally seen him he did um an anthology all hell is eve he was in one of the segments the director did a horror anthology that took all the story took place in halloween i believe and then there's a second one but i think it's a different director I don't think Art the Clown was in that one. But they're both decent anthologies. Yeah. I remember Art the Clown segment was decent. Like, he was kind of this creepy character. And uh, he's really good. Like, I think this Art the Clown character, I understand why he's becoming, like... Huge, like, he's right? already becoming, like, the next Freddy Krueger, Jason. Kind of insane, like, you're seeing right? stuff of him everywhere. I was trying to think, like, what characters in the past, like, Jigsaw. since Jason... I would say maybe, yeah, maybe Jigsaw... Jeepers creep the the creeper yeah. from Jeepers Creepers and maybe Sam Trick or Treat, but there hasn't been too many yeah. iconic like monster creations. And this guy is definitely one of them. Like his performance, like the way he mm. does things, it's fantastic. And he doesn't talk at all, does he? No, it's but unfortunately, that's really the only good yeah. thing about the movie. I mean, there's no plot whatsoever. It's the, just gore. The, the leads are pretty abysmal. I thought they see everyone's saying the acting was bad. I thought they were fine. I didn't mm. think they were bad. I mean, the problem is again, it's not necessarily the actors' faults. Yeah. They're, they're not giving anything to yeah. do. There's no character development. It's pretty much these people see this clown and get tortured. He stalks them and then he kills other people along the way. And it's really unfortunate because the director, I, I was reading an interview and the director said like everyone that's in the 80s slash they only watched they they always hated the character development and the stuff they just wanted to get to the gore and the chase scene so that's what i gave them it's like like what are you talking about dude like i love the the thing yeah. i like my favorite 80s slashers 
I like because of the characters like Friday Thirteenth. The killings aren't that impressive, but I love that movie because Kevin Bacon and yeah. all those teams make it fun. Like you'd like, I want to camp with these yeah. guys. So I think to get rid of all that and have no plot and just have this clown terrorizing people, there's a really fucking twisted scene where the woman's tied upside down and he's going to cut through. But again, we had already seen that a year or two done well way better in bone tomahawk so it's like as shocking and as well done that effect was i kind of feel like we saw it better already yeah and like yeah like all the practical effects are well done but there was nothing like the kills weren't very creative it was just like let's be grisly and try to shock people yeah and i don't know i I didn't hate the film the score i thought was really fantastic it was mostly well directed but yeah like i'm kind of over the whole torture porn kind of thing yeah exactly like instead of i I like with bone top tomahawk you you're invested in these people you love the characters right and so when that happens that's why it it hits you because it hits you on an emotional level too as it being the most horrific thing Yeah. yeah Again, there's no, there's not much to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are some definitely tense scenes and stuff like that. But again, like, do you think I, I don't want to watch work an hour better and a half as an anthology? Like a half hour of this would probably work a lot better. Well, I, I, yeah, even twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah. I, That's it, why I think it worked really well in the anthology, but not so much in like an hour and a yeah. half setting. But it's really unfortunate. I mean, I know that I'm sure there will be a sequel. To this movie's huge. oh yeah. It seems like it's getting mostly positive reviews. I mean, yeah, the kids love it. Right? It's it. so accessible. It's on Netflix, so everybody can watch it. So yeah, I, like I, I had a friend of mine. He sent me this. He was like, I know you're going to be watching horror movies. Yeah. you should watch this and did you watch it yet? no I, I'm, it's probably this you should, week yeah you yeah. should watch it I'd be yeah. curious to hear your thoughts but yeah I don't know for me personally I don't think you're gonna like it yeah I, I don't I don't think you will either. for me personally I need something you know what yeah. I mean I, if, and if you're gonna just do an hour and a half of chasing and killing it better be fucking fantastic yeah. I guess you could argue that's what Texas Chainsaw Massacre is but I think that has a lot more going for it yeah. than this does but again yeah it's really it's unfortunate because the director is talented the score is great and that Art the Clown is such an I, I, Again, I want to say such iconic, but I can definitely see him becoming an yeah. iconic character. I mean, he's his performance, the actor who played him, is, is really well done. Yeah. And it is a very mean-spirited film. Yeah. Well, maybe they figure it out. Like, you know, you've got this great performance. Sometimes the sequels in horror movies sometimes do surprise, right? Yeah. yeah. So, But again, the fact that the director thinks that this is what people want, I don't yeah. know if I see well, him he's, he's adding right. more plot. He's yeah. right. Like they, they, people are eating it up like yeah. motherfuckers, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm going to give it five and a half pumpkins yeah. out of ten as well. That seems about right. Again, yeah, it's, it, it, it is worth a watch for sure. So but. I watched this movie from 1992. It was a BBC documentary. It was a mockumentary. It sets, sets place almost like like a, a twenty twenty W five questions. It takes place in the studio on Halloween. Is this ghost? This is Ghost Watch. It is such an interesting movie because I have never seen another one. Any, made your top ten, right? Anything yeah. like it? Yeah, I love this. It's on a uh, Shutter. It's hard to find. It hasn't gotten like a DVD release, hasn't gotten no, a Blu-ray no. release. But it's pretty much all the actors are actual guys who were do these things, like news reporters. So they're taking calls. There's one. Uh, one girl in the uh, house that's supposedly haunted. There's one guy in the studio with a paranormal uh, investigator who's saying, like, this house is haunted. We don't know anything. And the one guy's kind of like, okay, we all know about ghosts. And the one girl's in the house with the family who claims it's haunted. It's pretty much the uh, premise for uh, Conjuring 2. Mm. Well, the family's uh, haunted. They can't afford to move, so mm. they're just like, taking place and there's a lot of twists and turns and well it's done all like it's really like you can almost say that it's it's bland in that way because the first chunk like not a lot happens because they want it to feel like a real broadcast yeah but the one guy like does a jump scare it's just like the one comedy guy man on the street in the mask like ah, i got you guys all right i'll be on the street interviewing people when this was originally long. released in 1992 in, in the uk and again it does have a release in yeah. the uk just not north america but 
it was like the war of the worlds of its time. Like there was people that just turned on, didn't know it was a fake yeah. market and were freaking out calling and the, the they studios. They did it exactly like they would. Like, all right, yeah. we'll, we'll be right back from a word from our sponsors. And it just goes to like black and then the movie starts up again. It yeah. is so well it's, done. It That's would have awesome. been amazing to watch yeah. that before the internet and everything and just like flicking your TV mm. and like, what the fuck is this? Like, and they're taking phone it's calls. it's pretty real. They yeah. have like the switchboard. So everyone's like calling, oh yeah, actually my, I used to live in that neighborhood. This is actually what happened. Like the story is this. And like mm. another one person calls like, no, actually what happened is this. And, and didn't they, they get like real reporters and stuff that they, were actually do like did that? They did. Normally? Like yeah. it, it's so interesting, so well done. So I got to give it like 8.5 out of wow. 10 because I haven't seen yeah. anything like it, which See, is th- really cool. I was mixed on it. I, I thought like the the idea was really cool, but I I, I don't know. Again, it, it, I guess watching it now, like yeah. I knew about all that, it didn't yeah. have the same effect. I mean, I kind of remember being like, yeah, it was okay, but it, it was kind of boring at And times, even but. if like, uh, it's so interesting, so like they'll be paying to the house and you'll just see something in the background. Yeah, like, yeah. wait, huh? And then, like, wait a second. Did, did we see something like, oh, we'll go back to tape? Like, oh, no, it's just nothing. It's just this. But, like, yeah. it was different than what you saw, than what yeah. they rewound Have you to. seen the? You haven't seen this out? No, I haven't. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's worth searching out if you can yeah. find it. But it is so hard. I think I had to watch it. On YouTube? From a legal yeah. means somehow. But, again, it's just not available here. Mm-hmm. Other than now, I guess it is on Shutter in yeah. North America. But um, it's so weird that it hasn't got it. I know, like, yeah. they think, like, oh, it's UK. There's but, nothing like it, which no. is kind of so I watched one movie on October fourth, "Hold the Dark." Hold the Dark. Hmm. Which Wait, is, is that the uh, guy who did Green Room? The Green Room and, yeah. and Blue Ruin. Oh, his new uh, about the wolves or something, right? Yeah. How, so, how is it? I really, really liked it. I hmm. know this is not. It, I I feel like this is going to be divisive. Yeah, it seems like the reviews are already mixed. It's it's hmm. it's, it's probably his least regarded film, I believe. Yeah, so far, like there's a bunch of people that I think are all in like I'm all in. Yeah. But a lot of people are, I think we're expecting, um, his movies are kind of relentless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pr- this is not that at all. This is methodical. This is pensive. This mm. is super atmospheric. Jeffrey Wright is the, the main lead who comes. He's wolf expert. Supposedly this, uh, this woman's son has been taken by wolves. There's been multiple people and it's in this village in Alaska, this remote cold, desolate place. Oh, ghost in the darkness. Uh, so that's super impoverished. And there's a lot of kind of mythology that's going around too. And not all of it is explained, um, but there's definitely like that, that how it keys into his other films is, it, I believe, is how he works with violence and, and just sees like... Well, he doesn't do violence for the fun of like, yeah, let's see this thing. Like, he does violence for you cringe, and he wants you to feel like, yeah, this is bad. Like, violence is not fun. (laughs) And uh, there's definitely that aspect in there. Um, So anyways, there's an action scene in the the middle of it that's, I think, the best action scene I've seen all year. Oh, really? Um, What's the plot? Like, is it a kid goes missing or something? Yeah. He's hired to try to get it back? Yeah, so he's he's hired to go search. And actually, the, the wife just wants him... I can't really go past yeah. this because yeah. then it, it, it's. But the wife wants him to go and kill the main wolf. He knows that the son is probably dead. Yeah. yeah. But it sends him out to do this work, and he's he's a, a wolf expert, but definitely like has his own sort of issues that he's dealing with the whole time. Um, the only th- thing there's there's a bunch of um, kind of mystical sort of ideology behind it that 
bridges it a little bit into the horror realm, but it's it's very light yeah. on that when I was watching. I it. imagine like yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Remote cause... village kind of usually has their own like tall tales of like. There's a bunch, and, and it, it's it's based in, in the indigenous people that are living yeah. there, and and they're not indigenous, but they're part of that culture. Yeah. Um, there are some masks that come into play oh, that awesome. that that kind of build it into that. But again. I think a lot of people are going into this knowing his other films, knowing what they're like, and, and it's not this. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty slow, and the ideas come across. I kind of like that. Like, I, I I like when directors try something different. I know mm-hmm. it always throws people off, and, like, it is always like, anytime a director tries to do something, it seems like people don't take it. In yeah. It's still super skillful. Yeah. Like, this yeah. guy knows, but I think... Like I don't want him to see the the same movie three four times. Yeah. No, no. I, I like he, those other. They're great. Yeah. Um. But I really like this. I feel like I, I'm definitely not going to be in the the majority camp with this one. But I'm I'm going to give it eight eight pumpkins. Wow. Oh shit! I was going to watch. It. I just wasn't sure if it would count as a horror. Yes. Is it? I didn't know anything is about it, it on Netflix. It's or on is, Netflix. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's it got. Straight to Netflix. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, and I wasn't sure either, but I didn't really know much about it other than mm-hmm. he directed yeah. it. And then yeah. I was starting to watch this. I'm going, I don't know if this counts. Well, see, Green Room, you could argue, doesn't count either, but I think we Yeah, I think it would count. Film. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think it would count. But I, I just want to watch it. <laughs> um, so you, you sorry, would you say it counts or... I'm I'm gonna count like it's but it's barely it's like okay. on the fringe of. I may wait and watch November Ranch because it's kind of yeah. a winter yeah. winter film. Yeah, it's totally a winter film. Also, uh, it is in. It have you seen Wind River? No, no, That's I haven't watched one. that one yet. That's yeah, so, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, this feels somewhat connected, except that one's a lot. Um, Realistic. That, that one's yeah, definitely like not as uh, action packed. That's reality. <laughs> that one's dealing with shit that is actually yeah. happening yes. there a lot. Yeah. yeah, that that I think Wind River made my top ten of last year. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Wind River yeah. too. Yeah, but they're different movies, but in the same sort of setting. Would they make a good like uh, double feature? Yes. Yeah. Uh, cool, uh, Maddie. I'm assuming. Yeah, let's talk about our movie night. So Me yeah, and Kyle the, the... snuggled up on the couch and we watched some movies. We're together. trying to do this year because uh, there's a time when we used to watch movies all the time while we mm-hmm. lived together at one time. But now it's so hard to get together. But yeah, we decided that every uh, once a week we're going to get together and do a double feature. Um, and this this uh, week was at your place. You chose the movies. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit worried because. Not that I loved the first film. I, like I knew, well, sorry, I knew I liked it. Yeah. But I was worried it was slower. I didn't remember how if it was a slower film. And then the second film, I was like, eh, it's kind of yeah. like... But I, I think you chose good picks, because I think in the end, I came away like, no, that, that was a great double feature. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways, we'll talk about it. It's... So we watched uh, Chud from uh, 1984 and Feast from 2005. Yeah. Chud, I love this movie. It's a fun... Yeah. It's a bit slower paced, but it's... Interesting. But it's also like, I yeah. thought it was like a movie where like the first hour nothing happens and no, then you get a monster. No, like, it, it, there is it's monsters good plenty. Yeah. And there's something almost like claustrophobic about these like people living in the sewers and like uh, something's hunting them. And like the people on top, it was a cheap Bosch who is the most badass detective. Oh, the most bad, like top 10 badass. He's in the top 10 badass cops of all time. He's like calling out the mayor, like, we got to do something about this like, monster. Look, I'll go there before. Yeah. Like, yeah, he doesn't take, he takes no shit. <laughs> And Daniel Stern as the loopy reverend who is like trying to save these homeless people. Yeah, he's he works with the the homeless. He like he mm-hmm. works. At, does, I don't. Know. I guess he has a shelter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He runs a shelter. So they're calling him the reverend. I don't think he is a reverend. I think he did some time in the Vietnam War. I think he was saying. Yeah. So he's a bit kooky. 
Yeah. But he plays a great character. And I have a theory. It has the father from Home Alone <laughs> as this uh, photographer, like a model photographer. So it's a prequel. I, I was actually thinking about this. Like, he, I don't want to give anything away. We even though. get to see Daniel Stern's pre uh, breaking into a home. Yeah, and he even has like that gold <laughs> tooth that he did in like the uh, Home Alone, too. So that must be so his real He's teeth breaking into homes like to try to steal like uh, pictures from the uh, dad from Home Alone. It could be a prequel to Home Alone. And that's how the uh, phot- fashion photography could afford 11 kids and a giant fucking house, right? So I think it makes sense. Yeah, he must have got divorced because so, it's a different woman. But, well, yeah, maybe she didn't uh, make it. Like, his uh, wife in this film, is yeah. the, um, uh, she was a lead manhunter, Michael Mann's yeah. She's uh, cute as a button. But uh, the score in this was so amazing, man. Oh, yeah, the score is And even the monsters look great. I was, yeah, I was really, like, I knew I liked this, mm-hmm. but I thought it was like a 6.57. I actually, like, fucking was surprised how much I really dug this film. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was totally enjoying it from beginning to end. Um, like, yeah, everything you just said. Um, I love there's like the cop that they get to follow him. <laughs> and, like, he's trying to, like, he's... make a call to, to call the reporters, Daniel Stern. He grabs a quarter. And just swallows it, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he says nothing, but yeah. he's like the almost guy, like wearing like wearing that like sunglasses. polo shirt and the aviator sunglasses. <laughs> he's like hangs up the quarter and he just eats a quarter and like. But yeah, the creatures like, look yeah, cool. No. It does a good job too. Like it really, it does a great job selling you dirty. Like is it is in New York? Right? I guess New York. The dirty, yeah. gritty streets of New York and underground. Like you believe that these are real locations, and they probably work. Yeah, people living in film. subways like, and. Yeah, yeah. They, they do a really good job. Like these, all these people look like real people. The dirt doesn't look like that fake yeah. dirt you put on for filming a movie. Like it looks like they got even the apartment that the uh, photographer is living in. Like oh, yeah. it's nice, but like it's still grimy as anything. And yeah, the monsters are just so cool, and the, there's some good kills. And uh, yeah, I had a total blast mm-hmm. with this. I loved it, and I love. There's like this ongoing mystery too of what's going on, what's killing these people, and they, there's like this government there's a cover up. up and all this stuff. And and even those guys, you got the swarmy yeah, like, mayor. I really and, wanted to see that. This this was the one I was. You've never oh, seen Chad. No, I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah you should borrow it. It's uh, it's really good. Um, we're maybe overhyping it, but I had yeah. I had a lot of fun with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm giving it seven point five pumpkins. I'm gonna go eight pumpkins. Oh shit! Yeah, this is my this is a highlight of me for the year, Maddie. So thank you. Yeah, we also watched Feast, which uh, not so. Speaking of products of its time, this movie was definitely like. The early aughts to the tits, right? Like it is well, so offensive. It's coming off it's, of like the Quintern Tino. Yeah, like you can tell that real slick. The writer director, I think, are the same people, and you can tell they just like think everything they're writing is badass and cool mm-hmm. and hip. And- there was some interesting things. Like it opens up like in this bar and it does like the uh, it zooms in on the guy, like it gives the stats, and they're yeah. just like funny stats, like yeah. Jason Muse is in it. it says Jason Muse, Jason like, Muse, and uh, Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins. Uh, yeah. When yeah, when you picked this, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't remember it being that great. And like the first ten minutes, I was like, oof, this is. And I actually fell asleep watching this, so I, I finished it later on. But I'll talk yeah. about it now. But yeah, I ended up having fun with it. I thought oh, yeah? I thought I was going to hate it, and I hated the first ten minutes. Like I thought that there was a lot of like that shaky cam, so you oh, don't the, really the know what's going awful. on. I don't know so. if the directors don't don't know yeah. what they're doing, or it's like a budgetary thing. Yeah, yeah I assume a lot it was. of quick edits were like. But the monsters were pretty cool. Oh, the monsters they were, were very like puppets. Cool looking. They weren't CGI, which is the characters cool. though. They're not really. I don't know. Is there anyone? No you're one's supposed likable. To like yeah. For and like, and the gore was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, the gore was good, but it's like one of those movies where like. Like right from the beginning, like let's have the girl. She has to sleep with this gross, big, hairy guy to <laughs> to get along. And then they, I don't know if I'm killing it, but her son dies like the first two yeah. minutes. And like right away, there's like let's just fucking do anything to shock people. Mm-hmm. And like 
you know, like you want someone to root for, and they kind of like throw all that away, and then you're left with like unlikable characters. Yeah, like, uh, I, I don't know, but I, I had fun with it. I think if you can get past all that, like it's it's still a fun movie where people are stuck in a bar and they have to fight off these cool looking giant monsters, monsters and, with like running out of ammo. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I end up having a lot of fun with it, even though I, I could totally see someone hating it, and I thought I was going to, and I was for a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Like the monster, this is what you're getting. Uh, I'm going to spoil it, but yeah. you have a monster like humping various things, a little creature. <laughs> you have him have the, the two big monsters having sex to create more little monsters. You have a little monster, there's a woman tied up, and she's done, and the little monster jumps on her head and fucks, fucks her, her head. Mouth. And you literally see her mouth like spit all over this white shit like this is the kind of yeah. fat humor you're getting like and then there's another in the monster another thing where a monster gets its dick cut off yeah and they're kicking around the thing and then they, they slip on the it, dick yeah and it's white shit just shoots over. like this it's totally like a frat it, director it, it's, it's a, a frat humor it is director. 2005 up yeah. the piss like that's definitely you watch the movie like yeah that's the humor of 2005 I could probably like these are probably not the guys that wanted I probably wouldn't want to hang out with the directors like they're probably guys that would annoy me and yeah they would think, and, listen, and, listen and, to like, Kid Rock this a is lot of the, a Kid Rock album yeah, on, a like, lot of the dialogue like, that they think is yeah. so cool like just is cringeworthy mm. bad all their speeches and ugh. some of it was bad but I, I don't know I had fun with you it fun? overall I, I, I'm gonna I, probably I give did. it a higher rating than you yeah I'm gonna give it 5.5 pumpkins I'm gonna go 7 pumpkins out of 10 what Whoa. again like there's a lot of shit wrong yeah. with it but in the end it's still like fun where it's like these cool monsters Again, all that there is all that jizz humor, but like there's still a lot of cool stuff with the monsters, a lot of cool violence, and I, I just like these movies where it's like one location and they're trying different ways to fend off. And well, we got to get to this car. How can we do that? And like all the different techniques they try to try to get out of there and survive. And um, but yeah, it's it's definitely not for everyone. I mean, it, it probably is. Five out of ten yeah, like, to most people. I, I think next year, if you watch this again, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I just, again, I went in with the lowest expectations because yeah. I remember not enjoying it. And I was like, why would you pick this, Maddie? But uh, I don't know. I, I had fun with it. It was a good double feature, I thought. Yeah, yeah. The next day? October 5th. So I am embarrassed to say I did not watch anything on the film. Oh, what a loser! <laughs> no one likes you. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. I fit. We actually had, um, for whatever reasons, we did their Thanksgiving dinner on Friday night. So by the time I got home, I was turkeyed up. Yeah. I tried putting on Feast and fell asleep like instantly because, <laughs> uh, again, I fell asleep with it. <laughs> I like this movie so much, I fell asleep like two times twice, before twice. I could get through it. But, maybe that's why he's giving it seven. Like, maybe you need like an inter- like a break. Like yeah. a- again, I think like break. the first like fucking ten minutes are awful, but mm-hmm. when you get past it. Uh, what did you guys watch on the fifth? I watched uh, Tales from the Hood. The original. Okay, I nice. wanted to get myself all ramped up for the uh, sequel. So yep. this movie is so good. Oh, it's really so good. good. Like every story is poignant, a great twist, good acted, the atmosphere, the, the score is so good in this movie. Like I don't think anyone gives it enough credit. But I was like, yeah, the scores. I was surprised too that the sequel had like no rap music. Like I, yeah. was, you kind of got to have that with Tales from the mm-hmm. Hood. You know what I mean? Like the way it's set up. Yeah, I, I thought that. And was even there's the not much film. rap music. It's almost like that organ. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, and like that, like that violin doing like the. Yeah. I, it's I love this movie so much. So I got to give it eight point five. Like the wraparound's good. The Oh, the rapper good. I, see, I haven't seen this, dude. You have not you seen check it, it out, oh. man. You're gonna love it's, it. Um, I would say, and I just saw something that ties into this great for the first time. Oh shit! I would say Tales and Hood Tales is one Hood of too? my uh, favorite anthologies. Yeah, of all time, it, it, for sure. I might be my number or, one. Every or time I, I watch it, I enjoy yeah. it more and more. Like, yeah, the first story is really cool. Where again, it's about mm-hmm. like police violence against black people mm-hmm. and you, you cool revenge stories. I'll, I'll try to see this before we. There's a killer doll in one of them where like a guy has a he buys this racist 
uh, senator. Senator again buys like an old plantation home, and he's attacked by. I killer love the atmosphere of the old plantation homes because they're yeah. pretty much the most haunted places in the world. Every time you see these documentaries, there's a story about yeah. um, uh, abuse and a, a uh, monster. Uh, yeah, and then the final story is probably my least favorite, but it's it's, it's hard good. to watch. It is good, man. It's hard to watch. Where like the guy tries to, uh, they're trying to um, rehabilitate, yeah. uh, Re- rehabilitate, but they're yeah. doing it like Clockwork Orange yeah. style, where that's like let's tie up and we're going to show you. 20, yeah. like all the violence well, that happened to black people in 100 years. They lock him up beside this guy who's like, a, like the KKK and the white power's like, yeah, there's a war going on there, man. So I got to thank you for all your work. He's like, what, what are you talking about, man? He's like, listen, like what I'm doing is I'm killing black people and what you're doing, you're killing black people too. The so the way I see it, yeah. thank you for all. He's like, fuck you. And they're like, but all it, right. It shows, like yeah. there's a montage scene ties him up and they show, like it goes on for oh, five minutes. it is It's like all real, brutal. like, it's, you're seeing real people hung from trees, real murder, real lynchings. Yeah. real. Yeah, it's it tough is. to watch. Like I, I, I don't know. That was it, it was too dark but for me. It, like it, you're seeing real people where their faces have been you get smashed in. And like it's, it's. But again, like uh, that movie, you got to give it credit for because every yeah. story hits you on like, it's like this shit is still it, going it's on as real it's as it up was. Like, yeah. in, like was it like ninety four? I guess yeah. ninety six maybe. It works on that that mix. It is a good mix where it's like mm. it's real issues and it, it like it can almost work not having the supernatural, but then it mm. adds like the supernatural that kind of adds the fun to yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, you you need to watch uh, this. Yeah. Is a film like uh, yeah, it gets better every time I watch it. So I, th- I think that ties into uh, what I watched on the fifth Candyman. Oh shit! Yeah, it does actually. I was thinking about that. That would be a good double feature. Uh, I, I mean, I'd never seen Candyman. Uh, I remember as a kid, Candyman being like something you would say to, yeah. to yeah. Uh, because you're a big fan of uh, Sammy Davis. Who can take the sunshine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really lo- this. I thought this was a fantastic. Uh, movie um, fucking awesome right yeah, incredible Terry Todd's amazing Tony, Tony, Todd, yeah. Tony Todd is amazing in it um, who's the one is it Virginia, Virginia Madsen yeah. yeah and she's really good and they really build up this like really unique world which is because they went to Cabrini Green yeah uh, in, in the project it is ter- the like, even if there was show. no Candyman it is a terrifying setting right yes like, totally. there's just like violence everywhere and it's like well it's Oh, it's hard, man. And, and and again, like when they were filming this, it, it became quite political. Mm-hmm. Even though it's two British guys, that, yeah, that, that made the you know wrote and and directed the, Clyde the movie. Barker, right? Clive Barker and uh, Bernard Rose. Hmm. Um, it, and who did the sc- uh, Philip Glass? Philip Glass. Right so the score is unreal. Out of this world, great, right? <laughs> unreal, like that. I, you were talking about score. This is. Mm-hmm. This has to be an all-timer yeah. uh, horror movie score. So good. And basically, Philip Glass does it because he knows one of the producers. Hmm. You know, yeah, I know. Like a lot of people, I think after this and before this, tried to get him, and you know, it's got to be something he's really yeah. into, I guess, because he's he's uh, he doesn't like to do too many scores. And I don't think he could. They couldn't get him back for the sequels or anything. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I think he was even. How did you get me to? Ma- I think he told the one guy. How did you get me to make a horror movie score? <laughs> and like he did, and he did. And a he great did. And, job. and it's so good, and it's iconic. It's a masterpiece. Isn't Some it? of the shots, um, the bees yeah. in particular, like we're talking about CGI and how that wouldn't have the same, mm-hmm. doesn't have the same effect. Like that practical. Yeah, these days they would CGI for the yeah. remake, and it wouldn't hold up. Um, I don't, I don't know. I I really really thought this. Is is unique while at the same time fitting in with uh, horror movie tropes. Um, there are some gut wrenching scenes when the little kid is telling the story about that kid who got his dick cut off, like in the oh, in the, the bathroom. Oh, yeah. that wretches my gut every time I see that man. And and yeah, like they're just a, like a, a a good 
Um, I guess the way the the movie flows, it almost feels like a seventies horror film in some ways. An investigative uh, uh, journalist kind of deal. Yeah, like. Anyways, I'm I'm gonna give it eight pumpkins out of ten. Eight, nice. yeah, that's. High I score, remember man. not loving this when I saw it, but I think it's gonna be like a Tales from the Hood that when I revisit, it, I think I mm. saw it like at a younger age. I think I'm gonna dig it a lot more. There's a lot of subtext going yeah. on that I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to take into just because, like, again, like that scene you're talking about, mm-hmm. just like the setting is scary and like, yeah. And and I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. And maybe I'm totally off on this, but I remember it being almost like where the hero has no chance of winning. Like it's evil. Mm-hmm. Wins in this in this case, kind of, of you know in a way, but yeah, I don't want to give too yeah, much. Yeah. But it almost becomes uh, Del Toro esque yeah. uh, in in its you know overall mythology yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, it almost, I, yeah, it almost has a fairy tale. Yeah, all the bit characters are also great. I love when the bit characters like chew into their scenes. Like her boyfriend, the, so the professor, good, right? is such a dick but he's so, so good at good. it and the other professor that explains the origin of the candy man mm-hmm. is so pompous incredible incredible scream factor is actually releasing it this month on blu-ray so oh, yeah. i'll be revisiting it probably not this month because i went yeah. a crazy this year for my october viewings buying shit up so it'll, it'll wait but yeah probably by the end of the year i'll be you can just talk about it right now i want to watch it again like i watched it last year i kind of want to get back in because it's that good man. it's that good I think cool. you mentioned it last year, mm-hmm. and then there's a great rundown on The Ringer of the 40 best movies released after Halloween. And they go through every year, and they basically say, this is the one, this is their pick. And yeah. they go into some detail about it. It just came out this week. It, it's well worth reading, I think. And they made the Candyman was the pick for 92 or whatever. Yeah, well, that's and cool. Up against like some stiff competition. Like Sometimes mm-hmm. that's the when they're doing it, you're going, oh, man, they didn't pick that one? Yeah. But like they're highlighting something that maybe hasn't been highlighted before, kind and, of and a bunch of the picks are just like what you would expect. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, I would. I think you guys should check that out too. Yeah, cool. definitely check it out. All right, I also watched uh, R.L. Signs: The Haunting Hour, The Dead okay. Body. I was just talking about this. Now, like, is this uh, an episode or the movie? It's an episode. Okay. Yeah, it's like a twenty-minute episode. It's uh, this kid who's getting picked on at school. He finds unlikely friend. He's like, hey, listen, if you want, I'll help you like scare these guys senseless, but you kind of got to do me a favor. He's like, ah. Yeah, all right. So he does it, and he's like, do you want to scare some more? He's like, no, no, they are good. He's like, no, I think they need to be scared a bit more. He's like, okay. He's like, are well, you going to do me a favor? He's like, yeah, of course. And then it, there's a hmm. twist at the end. And I I like the stories of- Is it very kid-friendly, or is this kind of like- It's a, more of a, uh, probably a 10-year-old okay. and up. Probably should watch it. Because I got the movie I was going to watch with their mm-hmm. son, but the movie didn't look too bad. But Yeah, this one, again, that doesn't say anything scary, but if he can follow plot, it's yeah. kind of scary. Hmm. So uh, I got to give it a six point five pumpkins. I like a story of like bullies getting their comeuppance. That's always a nice little uh, tale. So that's that's, which is basically uh, Kyle's whole life, right? Yeah, that's Kyle <laughs> is getting his comeuppance. Um, is that it for the fifth then, or that's it for the fifth? Okay, uh, we're going to move on to the sixth, the final day of the night. The final day of the night. <laughs> well, the final day we're talking about for tonight. Okay, so I watched a couple episodes. Uh, I guess this is the first episodes I've watched this year. I'll try to race through them because they're not that exciting. But uh, so the first one I was watching with my son, uh, Fairly Odd Parents, season two, Scary Godparents, oh. two thousand two. Uh, I think I talked about this last year. It's a pretty mm-hmm. fun um, cartoon episode. I, again, I don't know about the show. I think it's about a kid that has two um, fairly fairy. odd odd parents. I don't. They are odd, but they're not even. It's more that he has these two fairy godmother like 
did. Oh, fairy, fairy, not fairly. No, I think it is fairly. Oh. Far- Farley. There's like Chris Farley no, and uh, <laughs> Kevin Farley. Because he does have odd parents too, but I don't know why the show's named after him. Anyways, he has these two <laughs> fairies that can grant him wishes. But uh, he, he sees that he wants to be this cool, like, pumpkin transformer costume, but I guess there's only four out there in the world and these rich snobby kids have it. And they're going around with their costumes and they're getting like all the candy. They go to Rich House and they oh, these costumes are so great. Here's $60,000. They come to like his house and his parents are like, these are the best costumes. Here's all little Jimmy's video games and they give away all his toys. And uh, But he wants these costumes, but instead he ends up getting like his sister like rolls him up in toilet paper and throws him as a mummy. His one buddy's like Frankincense monster and vampire, and he's like, "These costumes are lame, whatever." But anyways, they keep on going to houses, kind of like Charlie Brown, and they're getting shafted on candy because everyone's like, "Oh, your costumes suck. We already gave it away to those <laughs> awesome costumes." Um, but with the fairies, and again, I guess he tried to get them to get the costume. He's like, "Oh, there's only four in existence, so I can't give you one." But he makes well. I want everyone's costume to be real and scary. So whatever your costume is comes to life. So if you're a mummy, you actually become a real mummy. Oh, that's kind of bad. And so all his, he got all these cool things. And of course, he becomes a real mummy and you realize, oh, this sucks. But he's like, ah, oh, this is still cool. He loses his arm. He's like, ah, oh, whatever. This is, I'm a real monster. This is fun. But the villainous rich kids become like this the real Transformer pumpkin thing. And they're going to blow up the world because I guess this is from some cartoon and they're the villains. So... Yeah, there's not really too much to it. They have mm. to try to stop these kids. Um, and then there's like this other side plot where these aliens are coming down because they think that Halloween means they're going to blow up the world or some bullshit. But I, I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's a cool idea to make uh, costumes mm-hmm. come to life. Uh, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Uh, Witch's Night Out from 1978. Have you guys heard of this? No. This is like a, it's like a Halloween classic in the way, the same way that like Rudolph is to Christmas, yeah. I believe. Um, I think like. It's Claymation? No, it is animated. It's actually Canadian. It was done in Toronto in oh, 1978. Shit. Like uh, a Nevada or something a like that? Toronto. Toronto, Canada. No, no, but like Nevada was a, a company. Oh, that, sorry. Like, like Nelvana. Oh, Nelvana? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Nevada. Um, I think this was before that. But anyways, it's a sequel. I guess they did a Christmas special first called The Gift of Winter. This is a sequel. And I think it became big. Like in the States, I think I was reading like in Fox and Disney Channel for like 10 years in the 90s, they would play it like every year. It was like... Oh, yeah? So like if you look up on it, there's a lot of people that have this fond memory of it. But yeah, I, I didn't remember it either. Uh, the the lead, The Witch, is uh, voiced by Gilda Radner. Awesome. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is in there. Catherine O'Hara. So it's kind of got the SCTV mm-hmm. guys. All the Second City people. Second City, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it's uh, this depressed witch is disappointed because no one really needs her anymore. She's talking about how back in the day people would hire her to turn them into toads or do whatever. And then these kids, uh, they go out in, in these costumes and uh, trying to scare people when they're trick-or-treating and none of the parents are scared. And they're like, oh, hi, how's it going? Uh, so they're like, oh, I wish we had our cautions were scarier or something so the witch is summoned and she goes and turns them kind of like the last one actually she <laughs> makes their costumes real so she makes the kid actually become a real wolf boy um uh, the girl becomes a real ghost and then their babysitter's there and he becomes frankenstein's monster uh and then so the, then there's like the townspeople are having a, a halloween party at the, the the abandoned mansion gothic mansion which is awesome. the witch's house and they go scare them and then the townspeople like form a mob and they're going to kill these monsters they think they've abducted the kids um 
you know, it's very simple. It's a 25 yeah. minute story, but I, I had fun with it. It's a really weird style. Like all the, it's like very cheap animation, which would probably make sense mm-hmm. from the time, but like all the characters are one color and they're kind of all drawn. Like, like I could draw these characters they are very rough. Like <laughs> the one thing, like it's just have a bunch of circles for the head. And then the other guys, like it, it's very simple animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much to it, but I, I don't know. I, I really dug it. It was fun. And there's a really kind of fun, like Halloween, Halloween, like the <laughs> song that opens it up, which I may put for the intro of this, um, this episode, if I can find it, but um, it'd yeah. just be better if it was you singing it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I don't have much to say. I'm going to go to seven pumpkins out of ten. I could see it becoming Wait, something I throw on every. Find that DVD. Uh, or, Mill uh, Creek actually, who put out yeah, that yeah. other compilation, they put out. And I think I picked up like five or yeah, six bucks. Awesome. It also has with it like ten other kind of Halloween specials. It's one of those things where like Popeye didn't actually have a special, but yeah, he, they had, had one spooky... where he finds a spooky go- uh, ship. So yeah. I may watch them. I don't know because I don't know if they were. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky is the ship. <laughs> A ghost so ship. spooky. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I, I recommend it. Um, I have two more other episodes, but if you guys want to jump in, I'll talk about the other two. Have you watched the I Dream of Genie episode yet? I have not, no. It is not good. <laughs> it's called uh, My Master, the Ghost Breaker. Uh, the uh, gentleman, I guess, inherits a uh, house in England that's supposedly haunted, but the one guy who's trying to sell it to him is... Uh, pretending that's haunted so he him and genie figure this out so they uh well we gotta scare, scare him. him and kind of the hijinks of that and there's a twist at the end that it's, genie is that you no let's get out of here <laughs> doink <laughs> i like those kind of campy yeah, yeah. 50s it was, 60s. Uh, i didn't really have what yeah. i wanted after watching like the uh bewitched Wish. episode i thought it'd be like oh it's gonna be awesome like well hmm. didn't really do it for me so i gotta give it five pumpkins out of ten okay I uh, I watched three episodes on October 6th, all of The Office. Oh, um, awesome. So there's six uh, Halloween-themed... Is there? Yeah, but oh. some of them... Some of them are less. Just like yeah. a cold open? Yeah, so Office Halloween, which is the first one they did, I is think the... it's season two, episode six. That's the best one, right? Is that the one with like Michael that has like I the uh, double the head? One. Yeah, that's the one, with, and he's got to fire somebody by the end of yeah. the day, and everybody's dressed up on Halloween, and it, <laughs> it really makes a great setting for him to be floundering and he, the guy he fires Devin who's barely in the show like it's pretty early in the yeah. series he's dresses like a hobo <laughs> clown kind of thing amazing. And, and uh or just a hobo and and he's firing him as he's a hobo uh isn't there a great thing where he like he tries to fire someone out like the old yeah, guy, oh, yeah, Creed. Creed and he's like no I'm, I don't think so and yeah. then he's like okay with well, this guy or something yeah. like that like and, and I love like how he says let's let's call corporate uh together and, and fight him like the old times and Michael Scott's like the, the old times <laughs> what uh so i i thought it's it's a pretty great episode of the office uh mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it 8.5 yeah that's uh, a, yeah it's a great episode yeah. and then i watched employee transfer which only has the cold open as the halloween which i found out later mm-hmm. um so that's one they have like the warehouse no this is the one where there's three <laughs> jokers so creed is the oh, joker yeah, yeah, oh, okay. and he comes in and the first thing is like let's put a smile on that face <laughs> and he's so so creepy. <laughs> and then Dwight is also the Joker and uh, Kevin, who says he's been up for 4 a.m. It's, uh, and it's this a, is like the Dark Knight Joker. This yeah. Is the yes. Joker yeah, this is the Heath Ledger Joker. It's, it was would have been very timely. It would have been the year that the movie mm-hmm. came out. Um, it's actually not a strong episode overall, I would say. Yeah. It's an okay. Holly's yeah. being transferred out and they go and they're singing Life as a Highway over oh, and over again, yes, which is yeah, hilarious. That's kind of I think this might have been the the first episode of The Office I actually saw. Oh, get out of here. Um, because 
I didn't watch it originally. I wasn't watching TV mm. during that time period. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, actually, that's the first episode. Like, uh, Greg Robinson actually gets to do a lot in that episode. One of yes. the first episodes where he's actually like really, really involved. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, he's in it from the beginning. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he's he's more involved in that one. And then the final one is quite Halloween themed. It's it's called uh, Costume Contest, and it's basically they're all waiting around to have a contest to get fifty dollars worth of coupons or something like 15, that. <laughs> thousand dollars of coupons but you'd have to spend two hundred thousand dollars uh it's a pretty funny episode it's late uh, in the series too Mm. which is sometimes hit and miss i'm gonna give that one a 7.5 is that the one when aaron throws like a halloween party but she doesn't want to be like a kid friendly so she gets um that tall dude gabe to like okay what you need to do is like watch these crazy like german horror movies no i think this is much later Uh, gabe in this one is dressed as lady gaga oh that's right and is is pretty amazing uh there's a scene in this that had me like howling where michael is upset that daryl craig robertson goes over his head and talks to gabe about this great idea and then he's getting paranoid and thinks everybody's doing it because (laughs) dwight puts it in his head and he sees kevin talking to gabe and runs in there and basically just rips into Kevin and Kevin just starts crying and was like, oh, I was just asking him about... Uh, Lady Gaga move, dance move. Yeah, he was giving him <laughs> the dance move uh, to do. And it, I, no way, Jose, I'll never do it again. But I just His delivery him. is so good. So perfect. Uh, Kevin is the secret weapon of that show. Yeah. I thought Creed was, man. I think Creed, Creed is also... A, yeah. They're stacked. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of those shows where like almost everyone held their own. Like, yeah, almost any character in that show could be your favorite. Oh yeah, you couldn't really question it. Um, so I'm, I'm giving that. I think I said seven point five. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Cool. That's all I watched. I I was yeah. having to fit these in. It was a busy day. Yeah, I guess that's what's great about the TV shows. Like you got like twenty minutes. Oh, let's pop it on. I'm going to bed, but I'm not tired. I'll pop this on and yeah. uh, try to fall asleep. Um, I watched two more episodes uh, from that same disc that you've talked about. So I guess we're gonna yeah. have a lot of um. Repeats, you know, repeats here, but uh, uh, that seventy show season two Halloween from nineteen ninety nine. I know you guys aren't fans of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I agree, it doesn't hold up in the same way. I the imagine the Halloween does, episode would, but I, I, I still have fun with it. There's mm-hmm. definitely a couple moments that I was chuckling at. Um, this is the one. It's it's kind of Halloween, but not as much. Uh, Fez learns about Halloween that well, you get free candy. What? And he keeps on like, wait a second. You get free candy. Um, but he dresses as Adam West for Batman. But that's really the only Halloween. The rest of it is the gang goes to their old um But it's like school. scary, like if they're in like an abandoned school. Yeah, yeah they go to an old school yeah. and it's it, I remember the the trailer, the T V thing, like mm. the horror and you think it's gonna be ghost stories and it's like zooming in on their old um uh, records. Records. Uh, so yeah, that's what it is. They find their mm. records and like that's supposed to be the scary part. Like they find that the Jackie's middle name is Beulah and that the yeah. Hyde possibly went down his path for something Eric did and he got uh. blamed for and whatever he also was actually like 19 or something he can be buying yeah the, you, you find out that he could have been buying booze this whole time because he failed and then you also have kitty and red because uh, red's like ah i'm not into halloween she's like really what like halloween had no huge importance mm-hmm. and it goes back to the flashback and you find out that's when she found out she was pregnant uh, so she's in costume there there's a halloween party but not really as much but i, I don't know there's definitely some moments i laughed at mm-hmm. um with Fez had some funny moments where Eric's telling the ghost story, that famous urban legend with the sweater and the ghost. Ah, uh, yeah. And then later on, and they're all like, really? That's it? Like a sweater? What the hell yeah. would a ghost need a sweater? And then later on, he's going to tell the story of the Headless Horseman, and, and Fez is like, let me guess, he forgot his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. So, I don't know. There, there was some stuff. I lost some stuff with Hyde in there. Like, you know, they're always like, 
what? Why don't you blame me for stealing the candy? And then later on, Fez's like, hey, who's got my candy? And Hyde just like, oh, here. <laughs> he did steal the candy. I don't know. I, I had fun with it. Um, I don't know how this show, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I can go back and watch 10 episodes in a row, but yeah. I think it's a show you can throw on once in a while and it still makes me laugh. But I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of 10. I don't think it was that Halloween-y enough for me. Mm. Um, and then I watched Square Pegs season one, which only oh, lasted sweet. season one season. Uh, Halloween 12th, 1982. This was like a show that like, I guess it kind of, it's almost like Freaks and Geeks. Like it, I don't think it's anywhere near that level, don't get me wrong. No, I think no, it's no, very, no. it's like mediocre. There's some good episodes, but it had like an impact where, you know, it lasted a season no one cared about. And then everyone went back to it and found out, you know, wow, this is something kind of special. Like, I think the one woman that kind of has like that California, like dialogue style, you know what I mean? That California. Yeah. Valley Girl? Valley Girl. I think this is one of the first shows I oh, believe yeah. that started that kind of dialogue. I found that every I don't think character it was a thing when this character, when this was so uh, typecast. Like it had that one like, like hip hop uh, yeah. girl who's like, oh, clearly her, she's a hip hop. Uh, well, again, I you think got the this Valley is, girl. You got that one guy. Show that Whoa, what are you talking that, about? Right? Yeah, 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 I'm just uh, we're going around uh, trick or treating here. Yeah, it for sure has a stereotypes, yeah. but I think this it's because yeah. a lot of it originated for this. Mm. Like, from you got that one really anal retentive girl who's uh, yeah. By the box. It is mm-hmm. a very. It kind of. It is a little bit bland though, and the humor is yeah. like really weird. Like I don't get a lot of it. Yeah. Like the one guy that's supposed to be like funny, he's just like I don't know. It's a weird show, and that I like. I like it, but I don't like it at the same time. Mm. Like it should be a lot better than it is. Sarah Jessica Parker. This is where yeah. she started out. Um, she's the lead in it. They're like when the she was known guys. as Parker Sarah Jessica. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker Sarah Jessica. <laughs> But yeah, they're like the nerdy girls trying to fit in. Anyways, um, I guess the annoying teacher's pet, Muffy, yeah. you find out she spent all the school's budget on Halloween decorations, so the school has no money to do anything. So Halloween's kind of canceled there, but she convinces the teacher, uh, which I'm not going to get into, to um, have all the girls over for a, a little get-together. and which Slumber party. Turns into a zombie par- slumber party unbeknownst to the teacher. And uh, then you have the other two leads, uh, Marshall and Slash. They're going to show up. He's dressed as the McKenzie brothers. That actually was pretty good Which costume. one? He says yeah. both. Um, <laughs> and then Slash is dressed as um, a ghost with like sunglasses, sunglasses and the, the walking stone because that's his the character 80s. the whole time is just always listening to music yeah. and he's just kind of like weird and doesn't really talk. And then Vinny, like you said, is like, hey, he's the cool guy and he's going to come in. Anyways, <laughs> they're just there and you have, it, it's it's kind of Halloween but not really. It's like, I guess so. Like, there was this one scene where there were guys wearing a mask and it has yeah. like that Halloween first the, uh, view eyes. yeah and he's like chasing Stalking. these guys down like looking into the houses and, and yeah the Vinny guy he, they're like yeah. um, doing the, the shaving cream yeah. and the toilet paper and all the houses and then you also have like where they're at the house there's a thunderstorm raging on outside mm-hmm. so when the lights go off they think like there's a killer candles coming. flickering so it, it's a kind of a weird like I think I had this in one year like I think in the old yeah. Horror and More podcast we're running like out a, of things to an talk October about. recommendation yeah I don't know if it would make it these days because it doesn't have enough but yeah. I do think it's kind of a special on a show that no one really talks mm-hmm. or knows about but the, the one joke that still like makes me laugh and it's kind of like well they did that in 82 where she the her one friend like you said the hip-hop girl the black girl she's like man i'd white people in sheets nothing funny about that to me or something like that like i don't find that uh fun uh which is i, I thought there's something more to that too but i don't know yeah uh anyways i'm gonna give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten what yeah did you, what did i think you i give it the same actually yeah. maybe maybe less actually um, did you guys watch anything else? I watched uh, Final Destination 3. Speaking of that girl from uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. But I watched it this time with the Choose Your Own Adventure oh, kind okay. of thing. It was so lame. Oh, like, the Choose Your Adventure sucks. I thought it would be awesome. Like, oh, maybe this movie could end in 20 minutes. Like, and they didn't get on the ride. Awesome. But Wait, no. it does, doesn't it? Isn't there one where you can select and it ends like right away? Uh, I didn't get that. Like, I, maybe I was uh, picking right. Like, I pretty much uh, watched the entire movie. I figured, I, like, I've seen this movie before. I'm like, nothing changed. Like, they could hmm. said the 73 or 76. I'm like, 
73. I'm like, it's just like different kills and all. Alter- it's a way of them like to do all the different alternate scenes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun idea, but yeah, not a great. Yeah, it didn't really work. It's more of like a fun so. something you do after you watch the film as an extra kind of. So thing. Mm. I've never seen anything but the first one. Okay. I'll the third it. one I thought was. Uh, yeah. I love the third one. I know I a lot of people didn't don't. dig it. It's it's one of my all favorites. the characters are pretty typecast, and they're all horrible people. Like you don't really root for anybody in this movie. Really? Who would you root for? Well, the lead. Yeah, maybe her, but like that's about it. I thought there's. I don't. No, I remember this being one of my favorite of the series. I yeah. like the opening two with the roller coasters. I have a fear of roller coasters. Yeah, again, it was, it wasn't the best. I would say watch the series. I would say the only one personally of the series that I found bad was part four. Yeah, part five is actually. Really, I remember really good. the first one was part of the reason why I was like, I'm not. You're watching done with any movies, these eh? Fucking horror movies. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like part one? Okay, I I really enjoyed part but one. I saw that. In '99 yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, it came you're out. probably like a. There was a weird time where like movies were just so bad, like Hammer. Like I know he did last summer. I still know he did. Well, it's last like summer, all those same yeah. young cast, yeah. and they reused a lot of them. But no, yeah, I, I hated those. And movies part too. two was fun, and like this one didn't have the same like. Um, um, what's that called the great machine things where like this happens well, so does this a great happens job. so this happens yeah you think like they do a great job where like you see something setting up and you're like oh shit that's gonna happen but then it doesn't like that hits yeah. something else which hits this which hits it like it's yeah I don't know I think they do a great job of constantly mm-hmm. like throwing you off of you know these people are gonna die somehow but you never know how where it's, it's coming happen. from and I think it's very all that's very creative I don't mm-hmm. know I, I think this is I would argue this is one of my favorite horror franchises consistency wise uh, like I would yeah. say again the only one I hated I didn't four. dig this as much as I dug part one and two. Uh, so. I don't know. I, would, I remember part three being my favorite, if not mm, one of my favorites. Yeah, the characters are pretty lackluster. I'm just agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, again, it yeah. changes. I'm going to give it a six point uh, six six okay. pumpkins. Oh. Yeah, so that was my uh, October 6th. I watched uh, one more to end the night. Carnival of Souls from 1962. Uh, first time I've seen this. I assume you've seen this, Adam. No. You have not seen Carnival no. of Souls? No. Wow. Is this Maddie? a movie, right? You you haven't seen either? No, I don't think so. This is like considered like yeah, the, so it's supposed to be one of it's the, like up there with like Night of Living Dead. Oh, and really? Like, it's like the classic horror film. Oh, shit, yeah. how is it? Um, it's good. Uh, so it opens up a woman. I'm not going to spoil too much, but it, you can predict what's going to happen in the first mm. five minutes. A woman and her two friends are drag racing against another group of uh, guys in a car. They go off a bridge. They don't find her friends or the car, but eventually she walks out of it and survives. Um. She ends up. She wants to move to different states, so she takes a job as an organist at a church, and she's trying to like forget about the incident, put it behind her. She's a little bit weird. I don't know if it's because of the incident or she's just always been kind of weird. Like she doesn't like being around people. She just wants to be by herself. Mm-hmm. There's a really kind of creepy, annoying. Like uh, she moves into this little um, apartment. That's like I guess the the landlord lives in the bottom, and then there's two rooms up top. So across from hers is really like. Very rapey, like very like forward man. Like he's yeah. just gonna like just con like it's it's just creepy. You just want to slap this guy. Like he's so every time he's just forcing himself on her. Like and she's like not really interested. And like I don't know, he's annoying. He's like this alcoholic guy. But anyways, the whole film is pretty much from the beginning. She's driving and she sees like in the reflection she sees this kind of zombie like ghostly image of this guy apparition following her and she keeps on seeing this guy everywhere and she has no is she losing her mind like who, what is this guy and he's constantly just haunted by and fucking with her head and then sometimes too like she'll just be like you'll see like kind of the screen go wavy for a second and then all of a sudden like no one sees that she's there and she can't hear any sounds like it just plays a score because she there's no sounds mm-hmm. and no one recognizes her, but then it only lasts for a couple of minutes. And all of a sudden, she's fine, and then everyone. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's this weird kind of thing. Um, really cool. There's like this abandoned carnival that plays a 
part, just a cool setting, atmospheric setting, you know, really cool scene where she's like this dream kind of sequence where there's all these ghouls kind of dancing and this abandoned carnival. Um, again, you can kind of predict it now. If you've seen all these films, you'll probably know what it is the first five minutes. But again, this is like this little indie film. Some of the acting is a bit off, but like for a small budgeted film from 1962, like it oozes atmosphere. I think that's why it's known as a classic of this. Like Criterion put this out on Blu-ray. Oh, wow. And they don't really do too many horror films. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of 10. Okay. I don't know if it lived up to my hype, but it it is like if you just want to film, it's like one of those slower atmospheric films. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot happening. It's just this cool guy haunting her throughout um which is pretty much a guy's white interesting black actually eyes. but uh yeah it, it's worth a watch i would uh i would say watch it at whether you know is it going to make my top horror films of all time probably not i yeah. mean I, I think it's been done and and better personally mm-hmm. but again for its time i could see it being a big deal and and again it's if you just want to film that oozes that uh, that halloween horror atmosphere for sure you should watch it just because yeah. it's probably it a shorter movie eh? like what an hour and 20 uh, about an hour and a half Okay. Uh, I think there is. There's two cuts too. Yeah. Um, I think their DVD came with the director's cut, which is ten minutes longer. This one, because the the quality wasn't good enough for those scenes, so they just include them yeah. as deleted scenes. But uh, yeah, um, is that it, guys? I think that's that's it. it. First week. That's it for our first week. That's a lot of movies, Shots boys. Over. Yeah, I'm impressed. Um, yeah, a bit of a longer episode, but it's yeah. okay. These are kind of special, and mm. we're throwing out a lot of films for people to either check out mm. or stay the fuck away. From. Yeah, yeah. So Winchester, go go to. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be every year. I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> And the Headless Horseman, the sci-fi classic, yeah. I uh, recommend. D- double Feature Boys on yeah. Thursday. We'll, we'll get together and watch it again. Yeah, Double Suicide Party. <laughs> if you guys want to uh, give us some suggestions on what to watch, uh, you can get a hold of us. at uh, We're at MovieCityManiacs at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear whatever you guys are watching. And if you have any thoughts on films, maybe you disagree and you think Winchester or Terrifier or whatever are masterpieces. We might um, get some slack from Terrifier, I think. It does have a lot of praise, but there's a lot of people that hate it too. I think the people like us, like the horror fans, a lot of them are saying like, yeah, I wish there's more to it. I think the people that, yeah, like you said, the younger crowd, maybe the people that just like good gore and kills Mm. are the ones loving it. But Little peep fans. Little peeps. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us at Movie City Maniac at Twitter. Uh, Yeah. And then just Facebook. We have a like page and a group page to, uh, if you want to join in the conversation if we ever get these episodes up uh, you yeah. can uh, comment on them but uh, yeah we'll be back next week uh, Maddie, it seems like definitely has a nice little lead I'm on there the lead. I think I'm beating Adam by a little bit but he could easily come back if I slip up and he has a good week so yeah this is going to be a close uh, Shocktober hopefully <laughs> Kyle's been walking around looking darn just so he'll get sick see if he can kind of take a few days off <laughs> See, even if I get sick, I end up somehow watching the kids anyways. I, I never, there's no such thing as a sick day to yourself anymore for me. But um, anyways, we'll be back next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Stay scared.
Welcome to Volume One. <laughs> you sound like Grover. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Volume One. <laughs> you don't want to do your famous like the leaves are falling from the trees, the pumpkin spices in the air. Did I do that last week? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's condescension is coming <laughs> dripping down the windows. Wackity schmackity schmackity do. You're in intermission on the podcast. Movie City Maniacs are taking over your brains. Your brains. The your new brains. Alle- the new allegories is amazing. <laughs> <laughs>